Shut up and sit down. What is going on, Dad? And welcome to episode 26 of the Dad After Dark Show, recorded on Sunday, December 20th, 2020. We're your hosts, Drew and John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and Holiday Cheer. John, buddy, what's going on? How you been? What's new? You know, two days till Christmas? Hey, Drew, buddy. Yeah. I, I, I have been bored. I know. I know I, how have I been? I don't know. I've been <laughs> good. I've been really bored, stuck in the house. It's freezing cold outside. Mm. Uh, nothing to really do. I we we had to convince the kids, you know, like we are staying at home because this is what we're supposed to be doing. But you know, we tried to like my wife and I would sneak out. We'd go on walks, that sort of thing. Um, but now it's just so cold. We're stuck in the house and it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting a little, getting to that little depression. And then once Christmas is over. It's going to be super depressing for a couple months. <laughs> so absolutely. So luckily, we have lots of games to play, Drew. We do. Um, yeah, we just got 15 inches of snow, Woo. and um, yeah, brutal, brutal. It was. Um, it's a lot, and as you know, I have a big driveway. But um, I mean, the kids loved it. My my poor four year old son. He, he's like trying to shovel the snow, and he's trying to think he's helping me. I I turn around. He's shoveling the snow from the front yard into my driveway <laughs> and he's like daddy look i'm helping and i'm just like good job son and he good had job. one of those little those little oh, kids yeah, the little kids. yeah exactly <laughs> and then i had the snowblower i'm going and i see him and he throws it directly into his face and he's all <laughs> crying and he's afraid of the snow oh, it was it was a shit show it took should have took like an hour to three hours to say the least <laughs> that's how but, it is um, that's how they learn that's how oh, they yeah. learn it is, but it was um, it was good, like you said. Though it's depressing now, the snow's here. Um, yeah. it's not going away anytime soon because it's 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 cold now. It's in the twenties and thirties every day. Right. Uh, same with you. I mean, I I really, you know, I do have to go to the office. You know, two two days a week. Um, we do a lot of curbside pickup stuff. It's the same thing. It's uh, depressing. My kids. It's like, yeah, I love being a dad and a parent, but it's like, getting to the point where you know. A four and six year olds, you know, you know, your kids a little bit older, John, but like they, they, they're not as really independent yet. So it's, it's a lot like you need to entertain me, dad. Like I want to play board games. I want to, I want to do this, play with my toys. I'm like, can't you just do that? <laughs> and then you feel, you feel like the asshole, you know, you feel like you're a bad parent, but it's like, daddy needs a break too. Mommy needs a break, you know? I don't I don't envy you on that one. My my kids are at an age where they go in their rooms, close the door, all of them sometimes. And we're oh, just like, OK, hey, guys, we got to call them out. Maybe to yeah, go well, watch a Christmas hey. movie or something. They're just um, you know, they're they're on their own. My son plays Fortnite with his friends, which which is actually great. I mean, like they they have that easy ability to connect with their friends. It's not ideal, but I mean, it, it's better than nothing. But yeah. even my nine-year-old daughter has been in her room. She got a desk a few months ago, and she'll go in her room and draw and whatever, and she closes the door. And it's like, wow, I I expected that from my older son, but now mm. all my kids do it. But it does make it easy. You know, we get to get we get to go out and go for long walks. I mean, they're invited. They just don't want to go. Um, and, you know, otherwise. But, yeah, we're stuck in the house. And I'm telling you, I love when it snows 
when you don't have to go to work, right? So when I was when I was oh, doing yeah. consulting, I loved a good snow. And our our driveway, we have a very tiny driveway, Drew. Yours is much mm. bigger than mine. That's and and the, the sun just takes care of that. I, I usually shovel like maybe twice a year. No. Um, yeah. Well, the sun just pounds in, in Colorado, especially. Um, what do you mean? So, yeah. You don't, so I don't, like, you, don't have, you don't have to shovel if it snows? Usually you don't have to shovel. The sun just takes care of it. I we're also that. we're in a cul-de-sac, too. So there's no foot traffic or anything. It's great. But I, um, I, I just I mean, you're in Colorado, John. You're supposed to be getting a lot of snow and it's supposed to be really cold. It doesn't snow a lot over here. That's one of the big myths. Uh, we actually get mostly sunshine all year round. Um, yeah, it gets cold and everything. We have a winter, but it, we don't get a ton of snow. Um, oh. So right now, especially with the kids not going to school or anything, uh, I love a good snow. I don't have to go outside. So I was excited for the the storm. Uh, until then, I had to go outside and, and do it and, yeah. um, and and clean everything, and then make a path of the dog in the backyard and shovel the snow off the deck. And it's just <laughs> not fun. Do you like when it gets really bad? Did you shovel? I mean, you shovel the whole driveway. So do you just like walk Goomba in the driveway? I don't walk Goomba. I'm a bad dog owner. Oh, you just let Goomba out? Yeah, he just goes out and does his stuff. Aww, he out, yeah. doesn't get a bonding time with uh, mommy and daddy. Well, he bonds with me. Yeah, but. <laughs> in other ways maybe that's why he shits in the house he doesn't shit in the house that's just every you know okay it's just every just once in a while like you see little skid marks <laughs> on your pants it just happens all right it's every once in a while <laughs> and at least tire tire marks on his <laughs> what else has been going on we're uh, we this is our first christmas episode this, do you know that we're almost at one year john we are almost at one year. I can't believe that. I think we're in the beginning of January. Yeah, we haven't taken a single episode off. Uh, you have. I, I have. You have not. Yeah. Um, I'm the Jesse of the team, right? I'm recording and doing all that, so I have to be here. Um, but yeah, well, Christmas is coming up. I mean, it's really exciting. Five days from now, um, we've got the kids are all excited for the presents. I'm really excited for presents. You, uh, are you are you one that's excited for receiving, or are you definitely an excited for giving? I the kids have some really cool presents this year, um, so I'm excited to do that. We got them all um, iPod touches, um, and I'm really that's excited. Still, that's about still it. a thing. That's well, not for an adult, maybe, but um, <laughs> for a kid, it's great because it basically it's it's an iPhone without the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when they first came out, they were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like iPhone 7 level performance or whatever, but that's not bad. Um, we, they, all the kids have an iPad, and their iPad's a few years old now. But I wanted to give them like a, a handheld device, something they can hold in their hands. They're like, they're at an age where they're texting with friends more and stuff like that. And doing that on a big iPad is just, you know, it's just not ideal. I wanted to give them a little personal device, and then we are going to order. Um, Apple Arcade as well. So um, they're going to have an, a selection of Apple Arcade games on their device. So um, hopefully it'll be pretty fun. I think in the future, um, my older son will probably get an iPhone at some point. But yeah, they all, they're all different colors. It's like a pink iPod Touch and a blue one and a red one. So they're pretty cool. I hope they like them. And they got some other fun stuff too. So my son, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last episode, but my son is going to get my PS4. Mm. Um, and we got him 
uh, a TV for his room, which is going to be the first time he has a TV in his room. That's part of Christmas uh, as well. Uh, yes, uh, I got him a one year subscription to PlayStation Plus so he can play online. Um, I got him a, a PlayStation, a PSN like credit card so he can buy some stuff. Ew. Um, and he loves playing Fortnite. He's played like something like 600 hours of Fortnite this year. Um, Excuse but me? he's been playing. He's been playing on a Switch Lite, and that's, oh, that's tough. Is, that is tough because we got him the Switch Lite last year before he was allowed to play Fortnite. So uh, he's been playing that on his little Switch Lite. So he's going to be able to play Fortnite on a what 32 inch TV on a PS4. The frame rate's going to be beautiful. I mean, he's going to be loving it. He's never going to leave. Uh, uh, well, we're, we're still going to have. I'm still gonna have parental limits on it, um, but yeah, no, I think he's gonna he's gonna love it. I think he's gonna love it, and um, yeah, oh, he got a new controller as well, so he has his own red controller. You know, I thought about giving my daughter uh, the old DS or 3DS sitting in my mm-hmm. drawer. Just maybe I know I have uh, my my wife has an old purple DS, um, so I thought about giving her that, like but purple because you can get tons of like those types of like Barbie games or those stupid pet games for her, which she would love. And they're probably like $3 on eBay. Uh, but then you're getting her bad games. Well, she likes Mario Kart. She's a huge. Yeah. So I, I think, I think she should just play Mario Kart for a while and introduce her to kind of a handheld device a little bit because, uh, but yeah, get her some <laughs> decent games though, Drew. Get her. Yeah, but she's also sits and she's new to you know she plays games, but she doesn't play a ton. I, you know what am I going to give her? She's not really beat it. Yeah, oh, there's probably got to be some good games out there. No, I think games. that would be good. I think giving a kid their own device, even yeah, if it's like little, hand me down or whatever, exactly. it's theirs, you know, and you just make of, sure that you don't take it back from them. <laughs> correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, you know, and it, it, it's tough too because my four year old is at that age where like he wants it on the iPad all the time and watch like a YouTube video or play games on there. So it's tough because if I give her that, he's gonna see something. But oh, I want to play games on the iPad then. You know, yeah. at his age, I don't, I don't mind him playing a little bit, but he gets obsessed at that age, and I don't want him to get like that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful with that stuff. I think we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, so uh, I think we'll stop for now. But, um, I mean, you want to get right to? Uh, I'm, I have been talking to you this week about a game, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about it, and I have been literally, not even joking, been waiting all week. To hear you talk about this. So, yeah, um, let's get started and uh, let's see uh, what we've been playing. All right, Drew, tell Mm -hmm. us about Among Us. Among Us. So this is also a game, John, as you know, I live under a rock. Where I I almost knew nothing about this, you know, didn't know it won awards and nothing. Didn't really know mm. what this game. I mean, I've seen it before, right? I'm not I'm not that oblivious, but didn't really know much about it. So I saw it on obviously on the direct, which we'll get to later, and uh, five bucks. I was like, yeah, you know what? Five bucks. I you know I I could use a little sidetracking game right now that would just trying to keep me busy for some fun. So I loaded up. If, if if you don't know what this game is, folks, it's pretty straightforward. The best way to describe it is essentially like the game of Clue, right? 
mm-hmm. where uh, up to 10 players, one player is what they call the imposter. You, their job is to obviously kill the other nine people. Obviously? Um, I mean, well, is that really obvious? Well, sure. Now it is, as I just told you. <laughs> um, and the other nine people, you have tasks. You have multiple little tasks. And, uh, you know, you can be on this. Let's say you're on the spaceship. I think there's three different levels. I didn't even get that into all of them. But you're on a spaceship. Um, and you have little tasks. You have to go throughout the spaceship. And it's each task is very similar to almost, I want to describe it as like a WarioWare play style. It's completely random, very short. Sometimes it's a three-second game. Sometimes it's a ten-second game. And it's very short task. Uh, one of them is, for example, you have to like fill up your gas can uh, with gas, and then you have to go put the gas in certain you know parts of the spaceship. Another one is like you have to just literally push the R stick down, and you empty the garbage chute. So like it, it could be different things like that. So meanwhile, you're trying to complete your task. At the same time, you gotta you gotta keep an eye out for this imposter where their goal is to blend in. So you might be able, they might be pretending that they're doing tasks, um, but essentially they want to kill the other people. So by kill, all you got to do is go up to another person and push A and you kill them. The problem is, is that you don't want to be seen by another person, mm. right? And at any point in the game, you can go to the main room and you can hit a button and it calls like a, a board meeting. And then in that meeting, you can chat, which my first problem with the game is trying to chat on the Switch is brutal because you have to type it. Yeah. And then it's also the problem is if you're trying to type, other people might be trying to talk to you and you have to close your chat window to see it. (laughs) Close your keyboard, rather. Um, So then you can say, hey, it's definitely green. I saw green kill somebody. It's green. It's green. It's green. And then other guy, the green guy would be like, no, it's blue. And it's, it's, it's just they're telling you who to vote for. And essentially right. the goal is to vote who you think the killer is off. Okay. Now, here's the problem. So that's the game, right? I mean, I think you understand it, right? It, that's, that's the simple concept. Well, okay, so wait. I, I guess I have a couple questions real quick. When you st- when the game starts up, you get one task to do if you're not the imposter. No, I think you have like four or five tasks to do. Oh, there's, okay, there's so you have tasks. multiple tasks. And if yep. you are the imposter, and I assume you've been the imposter before. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, can you like you pretend to do tasks? Is that like what it looks you like can. on the screen? Yep. I yep. see. So yep. you're you're doing a task. It's just you didn't have to. Correct. And then you just kind of like you're supposed to like quickly kill somebody when they're all alone or whatever. Now, when you get killed, I assume you can no longer chat. Correct. If you get killed, you become a ghost. Now, I I, I, I'm, I kind of remember there's there's certain things a ghost can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a ghost, I can't believe, I don't believe a ghost can chat. You're right. So the ghost can't okay. tell people, but you, you're still in the game. I gotcha. I think all you right. can help complete tasks. The goal is if you can complete all the, t- if everyone can complete all their tasks, then you win the game, and the imposter would lose also. Okay, so the imposter is trying to kill you to stop you from doing tasks. Yes. Obviously, if you say kill... This. I've never seen that happen before. The imposter winning? I've never seen everybody complete all their tasks. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, right. The other thing the imposter can do, they can sneak through like vents, like secret passages to okay. go throughout the, the ship. So so that's that's the problem. Well, the- I think I think I have more questions, but I think most people listening know what this game is about, so I won't ask any more. Um, but like, yeah, so what did you think about it? It sucked. It's awful. It, it, <laughs> I don't... Here's my problem. Uh, as you know, many people are complaining about trying to find a room. 
mm-hmm. maximum is 10 people in a room and it's like you'll see on a screen seven of 10 by the time you click it it's, it's this room is full this room is mm-hmm. full this room. that that doesn't even bother me i don't care the game's new it's it's hot it's exciting people want to play it that's not my problem eventually you can find a room keep trying go to the bottom um the problem is, John, is I told you a little bit about the keyboard and trying to type. That's a major concern of mine. I think this was originally a Steam or PC game, which would make more sense. Mm-hmm. The other problem is um, the games last, when I'm not kidding, like 30 to 90 seconds, I feel like sometimes, like majority of the time. Because you have idiots, first of all, that just don't hit the emergency button for no reason. And then you just have, as soon as somebody like kills somebody, they don't even know... They, other people see it instantly, and then all of a sudden they call a meeting. So if 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 there's ten people, and the imposter kills somebody like in the first ten seconds, and somebody mm-hmm. sees it, the game's over. Because he's gonna go call a meeting and say it was yellow. It was yellow. Everybody vote. But, yellow. but can't I mean? But obviously you can call a meeting, and then you could be the imposter and call the meeting, or can you not? Yeah, uh, I believe you can. Yeah, and because then you would just lie. Because that there's a there is a um, there is a um, jackbox game that's like this too where you have okay. to like argue based on questions and answers who is the imposter right. so so you're yeah. right if if you vote out the wrong person like they're done they're dead they're out of the game right so the, the imposter could, could convince people to vote for other people right it's just it's so short you yeah. you set up a game more than you play the games <laughs> and i just i don't see the Not your thing I, I don't get it. I, I just don't see it. It, it happens so fast. It's not fun. You're, Maybe, you're doing you're doing games with random people. Correct. Have you tried playing with Nintendo dads or like a group of people, you know, like I assume you haven't played with like like I mean, the Nintendo dads have played and maybe playing with friends actually is more fun. I, but I, I still don't get it. The games are so short and so unrewarding. I, I, I just I don't I don't see the fun and benefit of. Of there's no, I mean, there's 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 no achievements. There's no gain in whether you do a task or you you're the imposter or you win. Mm. I mean, I, I don't I don't see the the hype for it. It's just yeah. play this game and it is what it is. I I don't know. It's not yeah. not for me. And I am shocked that is as big as it is. Really mm. am. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, my kids my kids got really into it for a while, and then I feel like they're not as into it already. So. Um... Maybe it's just a lot of people running through the grinder. Um, and maybe that's it too. Yeah. There's a lot of new people, and mm-hmm. they keep, and the new people is the imposter, and they're not good at it. Right. But I feel like every game I play, the imposter gives themselves away within thirty <laughs> to sixty seconds. And with ten random people on the internet, there's always going to be people that just like they just grief, right? Like they just like they just fuck with the game. Oh yeah, um, and you know, just do shit or like you like you said, a game starts and then a, a meeting's immediately called, even though there's nothing yep. to talk about. Like just just exactly. to fuck around with the game. That's the danger. Exactly. Yep. And then they just start yeah saying random people, and then it's just time consuming. And if you're playing a custom game, sometimes the meetings are like two minute timers, and I'm like mm-hmm. this is just sitting here forever. You know. So yeah, there's. I get it. Maybe with friends it's different, but at the same time, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't see it being too different either, to be honest. See if you can see if you can play with some of the Nintendo dads, and uh, I'd be curious on the next episode to hear if your experience was different there. And that, not that I'm trying to commit you I, to time. I will tell you that I think it would be more enjoyable, but I still couldn't see myself playing this game very long mm-hmm. and saying like that was awesome, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, like, oh, sure, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. So that's, that that was, was a lot. Good. But what about uh, me? What else? 
Um, Pumpkin Jack update uh, came out for oh, Christmas. Yeah. I did not play it um, because I was disappointed in it. I'll be honest. Um, no new levels, no new anything. You did get a new costume, which was like a, a red Santa jacket, and it had like lights on, around his neck. Yeah. Um, but here's what they did, John. They did that, and they went back and they added 30 presents to all the spread out across all five levels that they're in the game. Um, like, I don't want to go play the same levels and search for presents. Like <laughs> I, I don't really see the enjoyment in that. Yeah, Just playing the game again. You know, I I love free updates to games. I love mm. it, but yeah, it does have that problem where if you finish the game, and in your case, I can't remember yeah. if you completed it or got close or whatever. But what it actually does it. is they add like a co- like you said a costume and some extra hidden items. Mm. And now you feel like you need to play it just to keep up with your completion of the game. Yeah. And it's not so much like I need a new costume, right? I mean, how many people are playing Pumpkin Jack right now? It's obviously but, way less than it was when it came out. Correct. But you know what this maybe this does do is maybe this gives people a little bit extra Christmas that have never played the game. Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to play this game and I'm going to wear the Santa costume and I'm going to look for presents because it's Christmas right. time rather yes. than Halloween time. You know, so... I, I could I, I like you said I appreciate the free update and maybe it will gain you know maybe they'll get some more downloads because of it yeah um other thing I was playing I played um a little bit more of just dance 2021 this so was my your wife, first time playing oh yeah my wife's this is a, a game for my wife and the kids and I just trying to sit and watch um she was playing and then she had to go in the kitchen or she she had to do something she's like well guys just play so they were like, well, no, daddy, play with us. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. So I was like, okay, I'll play. Uh, so, of course, I went right to some Disney songs, right? Like, um, there's a few Aladdin songs, Moana. And my wife's in the other room, and I'm playing, and my daughter's yelling at me because I'm doing it wrong. And then my wife's yelling at me from the other room, it's not a karaoke game, it's a dancing game. Because I was so focused on singing. Because they also have in the bottom left, like, the lyrics, and then it's like karaoke. They have the highlighted words. Right. So I was more into that than, like, the dance moves. I mean, I was doing both, but definitely I was sucking in the dance moves. So then my <laughs> wife comes back, like, you know, I did, like, two or three songs. She comes back. She's like, how'd you do? I was like, I got, like, I think six stars is the mats in a level. I said, I got two stars, three stars, and two stars. She goes, that's it. You're done. You're done. You're you're." You're ruining my average score. <laughs> so, so I got scolded for playing because I was I was bringing down our average score, and then I was taking it more of a karaoke game. So, yeah, it's not uh, a karaoke. There's no microphone, dude. No, it was fun though. I enjoyed it. I was I was belting out some good tunes. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm so glad that you played that. That we we've played that for years, and it's kind of crazy because remember when the Switch came out? I think on launch day, um, it came with Just Dance 2017. And I remember being so excited because we had like three or four of them on the Wii U and we would have to play different discs to play different songs because we didn't do the the unlimited um, that they have. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, there's just one switch game for Just Dance. Like we don't have to switch around. It was great. And oh, now yeah, we yeah. have 17, 18, 19, 20. And we haven't even gotten 2021 because uh, we didn't play 2020 that much. So, yeah. Um, but I'm glad you finally got into it. It's fun. It's fun. It and it's fun. good exercise. So really good exercise. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. 
Uh, what about you? Before we move on to the, you know, what we've both been playing. To the big one. Um, so I played through, I'm so excited. I finally got to play through it. The Last of Us 2 on the PS4. And overall? Oh, I loved it. It was great. Uh, the, the, the first game, The Last of Us, I was playing, if you remember, back in June when the second game was coming out. But I hadn't played the first game. So I was playing through the first one while the second one was coming. And um, I really wanted to play it. And like I said, I'm going to be giving my PS4 to my son. So I was like, this is the game I really want to play. I have a bunch of games on PS4 I'd like to play. This was the one I really wanted to play. So um, this was my swan song. This is the last game on the PS4 that I'm going to play. And um, oh, my God, so good. Um, I remember back in June... There were like I heard there were threats to the developer and that sort of thing. And I I didn't want to read the articles because I didn't know what the problem was and I didn't want to know. And um, the first thing I did after I finished the game was to go look and see what was it everyone was mad about. And of course, it was really stupid stuff, transphobic stuff, stuff like that. Just stuff that makes you ashamed to be a gamer sometime, so, honestly. I mean, but... did you even notice it by playing the game? Like, oh, you still had to go back to the... Like, I don't understand. What were they while mad about? I was, yeah, while I was playing... Um, uh, it's definitely a game you want to avoid spoilers, but, like, the lead character is gay. And sure. they weren't... They weren't gay in the first game. Um, that's, that's all I'll say. And I thought to myself... Is this why? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I, I remember yeah. like 10, 15, 20 years ago, there's like a lot of homophobia, but this is 2020. Like, no. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> there's still. That was why? And it's a vocal minority. It's it's not, you know, like everybody. It's just a bunch of morons. Um, but, you know, if you if you have one person send some stupid anonymous threat to somebody online, it becomes a media story. So there were a lot of upset gamers about it. And I, I don't even want to talk about it that much because it's so stupid. The game won, you know, tons of awards and totally deserves it. It's so realistic. And the thing I always love about The Last of Us, and there's only two games in the series, hopefully there'll be a third, is you feel like you're playing an RPG. Um, everything's there, like a third person RPG. You know, you're it's it's um, an apocalyptic world. You're going in trying to get supplies. You're using those supplies to build items that you can use to fight zombies, that sort of thing. But it's not a game that like is a completionist hunt. When you finish it, you don't feel like, okay, you know what? Now I want to go back and try to find all these things and that thing and whatever. There was like one like like there was like one completionist thing in the first game and it was totally ignorable. And I don't even think there was any in the second game. So it's like once you finish, you can just enjoy that story and you don't feel like you have to now grill it to death. Um, And I will say the storylines in these games are like the best you'll see. And I would say this the storyline of Last of Us 2 is probably the best story I've ever played through in a game. It's like. When you play a video, like here's the thing about this game, when you play a video game versus watching a movie, the reason why video games can be more engaging is because you are the protagonist. You're the character. You're taking actions. And I can tell you the ending of a game like Rhyme. Mm -hmm. And you will be like, okay, that's stupid. But if you play through Rhyme, the ending will have you in tears, right? That's always the difference with a video game. This game, the the reason why this game is so special is because this game, not only are you, like, interacting, 
you're forced to do things you don't want to do. And that is really hard. I don't think I can't think off the top of my head where I had to do something I didn't want to do. Like maybe you're playing a game and you died and then you have to start all over and then you're like, wait, 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 no, don't do this because this guy is an imposter. And it's like, well, I have to do it to do the cutscene. It's kind of like the opposite with The Witcher, right? I did stuff again so I could see the naked. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but this was like, yeah, in The Witcher, you had choices, right? You could be yeah. like a bad witcher or a good witcher. Um, in this game, they forced you to do things. You were like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, no. And you have to to advance. And mm -hmm. and it really like has an impact on you. By the time you finish this game, though, like I, I'm still thinking about it. And I finished the game like a couple weeks ago. I'm still thinking about stuff that's happened. Oh, this game's way better than The Witcher. It, it really? depends on what you want. No, no. The Witcher is a big open world RPG. So I it's won't say it's linear. better. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. Um, this is like a 25 hour um, story it's not a story game, but it's not an RPG either. Well, it's, it's got though, RPG elements, but it's more of an adventure game. Um, but we were talking about this on the dad's discord. Like this is a series people need to play. Like you need to play the, and you, you have to play the first one before you play the second one. You, you can't just jump into the second one. And both games are actually kind of similar in their gameplay, which I was fine with. I wanted to enjoy the story, um, but man, it is intense what a story you get so involved with it. And I like, I can't wait for a third game. Um, they did just do a great, this is naughty dog. These are the, uh, the people that made uncharted and crash bandicoot, <laughs> um, and way of the warrior. Um, but yeah, no, they, these are the reason why there's no more uncharted games is because there's last of us games basically. Um, but yeah, man, this was incredible. Um, so glad this is like the last game I played on PS4. I mean, maybe not, but for a long time it will be. So, um, definitely deserves all the awards that it got. Um, a <laughs> I, I played, and you know, I do not like to quit on a game. I quit on two games twice in a row. Wow. It threw me for a loop. Uh, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, which was the... The first Fire Emblem, that was the game that came out, the 30-year-old game that which, came out a week like and a half ago or so. Favorite series. A couple weeks or ago. Franchise, yes. whatever you would call Fire it. Fire Emblem is my favorite franchise. Um I tried so hard to keep going. Um there's 25 levels in the game. I got to the fifth level. Um <laughs> and even that on. I I had to work hard to get to the fifth level. It's just it's so much slower of a game to, like to, to move your characters around. Um, like in a modern Fire Emblem game, you see contextual information as you move your cursor around. In this one, you do not. You have to click buttons. you got to wait a little bit. It's slow. Um, and then I couldn't beat the boss in the fifth level. And I'm sure I didn't have the right characters selected or whatever, but every level took so freaking long. Um, I just I just was like, I don't want to do this again. Forget this. It's And it... There's no cutscenes. Um, every level is the same. You have to get to the final square. And it's just like, it's just not interesting. And the whole goal of the game is to get from this one area to this other area. And it's like, you just keep going through areas. It's, oh my God, it was just really, it just hasn't aged well. I love the special edition, but yeah, I couldn't play it anymore. So I, I stopped. Um, and then I tried something fancier, Trials of Mana. 
Oh my god, this was the remake that they did of the original Trials of Mana, which I guess didn't come to North America from Japan. I have had this game in my collection back here, and I've always wanted to try it because I love Dragon's Quest. And if you watch the trailer, it looks just like Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, ooh. Because you, oh, you yeah, play Dragon I, Quest. I remember this. I do remember this. I, yeah. uh, you're right. It sparked my interest. Yeah, it looks like Dragon Quest. And you're like, okay, I, I don't know if it's exactly like it. Dude, so boring. And the the problem that it has is it was a remake of a very old game. So you can, like, dress it up. And I'm sure it, it looks really pretty. But the the just like with Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, you're, you're talking about a very old game that's not very deep. And you're trying to make this pretty 3D environment. But in the end, all the characters are very simple. And they're saying very, very short things. And it's just, oh, my God. It was like, go here, go here, go here, go here. And then they told you exactly where to go. There was always this yellow dot. Like, go here, go here. Mm. And usually I love that. But there was just no variation. If you went off the course, you might find a treasure chest with some item in it that you're like, why do I need this? And that's it. There was just no side questing. Not not that I got to. No side questing. No, and it was just so like, oh, how my many hours God. did you give it? Probably like no more than five. It was probably wow. like less than five. I, I kept going. I kept trying. I was just so bored to tears. Um, it was just it was just that boring. So I maybe it gets better. I don't know. But I could not get through. I couldn't get through five hours. Um, and I was kind of nervous because, <laughs> because I kept I was like, oh, my God, what am I playing on the switch? Um, but then I did play. I played Limbo. Um, and we have yeah, a 30-second cool. review for Limbo coming out Limbo, uh, cool. tomorrow. What's your overall take on Limbo? I loved Limbo. Um, it's a game that I had been wanting to play for years. And I finally... It was like $3 on the eShop, Drew. I was like, so all right. you got to give me... Uh, I'm intrigued by the art style, but what's the gameplay? Yeah. Uh, the story, I'm intrigued. But what's the actual gameplay like? I think when this game came out, it was more unique. But now there's like lots of games like it. You're just it's an adventure. You go from the left to the right. Um, there's little puzzles and challenges on the way. Um, it's all one contiguous space. And um, I'm trying to think of a game that it's like um, um, that there's definitely the sequel to it, which is called Inside, which is like that. Um, my God, like uh, Unravel would be one. Um, it's just a game where you're like you're just on a trek. You're just on a journey. And how many you hours get there, was this one? You're done. This was like two and a half hours. It now, is super the story short. anything special or it's fine? Um, it's very open-ended. It's more of a mood than a story. Um, is it depressing? Is that, I mean, it's a pretty depressing mm, mood. It's it's a pretty bleak environment, but I think it's more of a, an art. Like a, It's very stylistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like I've played games like uh, Salt and Sanctuary, where it's just like very dark and gloomy. You don't feel that. You, it's actually really? very pretty, even though it's dark. But it's, if it's like, all black and white, right? Yeah, it's it's a big excuse to get really creepy. Like there's a spider in the game, yeah, and all you just cool. see is these dark legs and stuff. And I think if it was a colored game, that 
it would be like, oh, you have to make this realistic spider. But because the, the spider is like in silhouette, it really sparks your imagination. That is um, true. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say buy this game for even like ten dollars. It's a good game, but it's only going to give you, I mean, on the Drew scale, right? Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And you might not replay it. The only replayability might be that you let someone else in your family play it, right? Maybe Amy wants to play it. Maybe your kids want to so play I, it someday. I, I think this is like a $5 game then. If it, if it's on sale for $3 and you're looking for a quick game to play like you are now, yeah. I'd say go for it. I mean, it's it was a really good experience, and you'll remember it. And uh, it's fun. It's uh, it's fun. And like I said, other people will want to play it. So um, think about that. But uh, there's another game you played that sparked my interest as well. So which one would you recommend over the two? Um... Uh, you mean the next game on my list? Yes. <laughs> so, so to the moon. Um, I finished Limbo really quickly. I'm doing the same thing as you. I'm trying to fill in games before Super Meat Boy Forever over here. Oh, that's my plan. Uh, so, yeah, I did start to the moon. Um, it was one of those games where over three days I played maybe like 45 minutes and I wasn't really getting into it. So the reason why I'm playing to the moon is because... If you go online and ask the question, what's a game that made you cry? You will hear about this game called To the Moon. I had never heard of it before. Huh. I knew it had come to Switch, but it's like, really? This that's amazing. I thought it was just some anonymous indie game. Um, and so I finally got it. I think I paid 11 bucks for it. I was waiting for it to go on sale, but I needed something to play. And it looks like an old school RPG. Like think like Final Fantasy VI. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Yeah. It looks like it would be an RPG. So I was actually really intrigued with it. Um, but it's not an RPG. It is more... Mm, I don't want to say point and click. It's more of like an it, like a story that looks like an RPG. Um, so don't expect an RPG out of this. It's a story. And of course, I can't talk about the story because that's all it has. So, um, But suffice to say that I, start, I was playing it today... And I got kind of hooked in for at least like an hour and a half. I was just I didn't okay. want to put it down anymore. Um, and it, the whole time I'm playing this, I kind of it kind of sucks that it's kind of spoiled for me. I know nothing about the story. Um, it's just well, the only story I know is it's an old man who wants to go to the moon. Um, but um, it's spoiled because I know that it's supposed to be a real tearjerker. So the entire time I'm playing, I'm kind of sitting thinking. Okay, how is this gonna make me cry? This is stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this this dialogue, this is gonna this game, this little RPG looking thing is gonna make me cry. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I cried playing Last of Us too, but I like, you know, it's it's gritty and real. Like, like this one's gonna make me cry. Okay, but I can. I'm I'm really getting into the story. I really like the way they're telling their story. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting style of telling the story. That's all I'll say. So. Um, yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to like this one, but I can't say much about it now. So um, I'll let I'll let you know on the scale of one to ten, uh, the waterworks scale um, when it's all said and done. <laughs> and then I do want to talk about this last game. You remember it was like a couple months ago. Uh, Control came mm. to the Switch playable via the cloud. That was like three weeks ago, John. No, it was months. Longer, weeks ago. That was not months ago. Months ago. You look Stop it up. Stop it. I'm looking it up. <laughs> uh, but when it came out, just about every Switch player, even if you weren't interested in this game, and I was interested in this game, um, tried it out just to see how the cloud worked on their Switch. Um, and so I tried it out. 
I played it for 10 minutes. I was like, ah, okay, it looks like it could be a good game. But then the timer hit, and I was like, ah, okay, nah, you know. October 28th, almost I, two months ago. Yeah. Um, it definitely looked like it would be a good game. I had a couple cloud glitches with it. Um, so I just kind of put it on the back burner. And then I actually bought it on PS4, and I was like, I'm going to play it, but I'm going to play it, like, not on the cloud. And then it came out on Game Pass, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So um, luckily I didn't spend too much for it on PS4. So I am playing it on the, the Game Pass version of it on Xbox. Um, and I like it. It's So you realize this was the consensus game of the year in 2019. Really? Yes. I was surprised by this because I hadn't even heard of it. Um, I haven't either until that's direct, to be honest. Yeah, when it won, I was like, what? Like, I I hadn't even heard of it. Um, so it, this was basically the consensus game of the year. Um, got game of the year from many, many, many places. Um, I think I am about 75% of the way through. It's not a long game. It's not a short one, but it's not a long game. Um, but I don't know how far in I am. I, I know I just finished, I think, chapter six. I don't know how many chapters there are. I don't want to know. I don't like to know. But I, I get the sense I'm getting somewhat close to the end of the game. And um, it's good. It's it, it it looks really good. Um, some of the, the, the shooting elements of the game I really like because it's not complicated. It reminds me of... It's like a game like Uncharted or something like that. I, I It's not a first-person shooter, but there's lots of times in the game where you're shooting and doing some other fighting, but you're also walking around trying to solve puzzles, that sort of thing too. Um, the shooting elements, it's just simpler. You have a gun. Uh, that's it. You don't have like 10 weapons. Um, you shoot, shoot, shoot. And you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's not too deep. I love that. And then there's, um, they make you go in these places. There's this really complicated story. Um, and I like it. I don't see how this is game of the year, um, but I like it and I'm certainly going to finish it. Um, it does a good job. I I've definitely seen some bugs. I don't know if it's exclusive to like the Xbox or not. Um, I've had a few cases where I go to like into a cutscene, and the people you don't hear any audio. You see them kind of working towards talking, maybe. And it's like. Where, where's the audio? Like, there's no audio. Sometimes when I look at my map, I can see my cursor and I can see the locations, but I can't see the map. Um, when you pause the game and then you unpause it, it like it gets a really jerky. <laughs> there's so much um, motion blur in the game going on, too. Um, so it does it does have its little plot. It hasn't crashed or anything like that. Nothing, nothing breaking or anything. It's just yep. um, so I'm enjoying it. I do got it. When you die, it's almost a little old fashioned. Sometimes you get pushed back way back oh, and it's super frustrating. That. They will send you back to the way they do it is they send you back to the last control point you were at. But it, it doesn't mean that that's the the save. So if you picked up some items along the way, you still have those. And sometimes if you've killed some enemies along the way, they'll still be dead. Um, so there's that. But sometimes you're like you, you come back and you just have to like retrace your route. Mm -hmm. And it's not really easy to navigate through this game either. So it's just frustrating after a few Talk times. You're like, it. oh Thank my you. God. Yeah. Limbo is, uh, but Limbo is, uh, it's on my radar. I, I do need a game um, for Monday and Tuesday of this week. 
you can so I, get it done in a sitting. Honestly, well, you can get it done in a sitting. Uh, I'm working tomorrow, and then I have two weeks off. Yeah. So um, I'm off Tuesday is my point. Is I'm off Tuesday, and I'll have nothing to play. Right. But Wednesday, I'll have something to play. Well, Wednesday, do we know when it's going to drop? Um, I never know when these games are going to drop. It doesn't drop like the midnight before. It, it well, usually okay. drops, I think, like uh, noon Eastern time. So that, I would that say noon. Work for me, John. I need it to drop a little bit earlier. <laughs> then play Limbo that morning. I don't okay. know what to tell you. Um, if not, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the N64 and popping in Jet Force Gemini. It's a good game. Brutal. Brutal. I, I know you have one more game you need to talk about. Yes. You did something. I want to say, Drew, before you say what it is, I am authentically impressed. I, you know, I knew you were going to do it, I, but I, I am I super impressed. Does I'm that make sense? broken. Like, broken. Like, that's the best word I can say. Uh, <laughs> an age of calamity. I mean, I don't think we need to get into the goods and the bads of the game. I think we've done that, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I'm just fucking broken. I did it, John. I 100%ed this game. Unbelievable. And anybody that has played it, I'm going to say, how the fuck did you do that? And I'm going to say, I'm not the first person in our community to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Hambone Johnny, touche to you uh, for doing it first. I had to reach out to him um, to see what the hell I was doing wrong because... Uh, wow, the competition? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could have Googled it easily, but you know, I wanted to show respect. Um, essentially what it comes down to folks that have played the game, you have a thousand icons that you have to continuously <laughs> uh, of side quests and upgrades and stuff like that. The very last one, and I have to assume this is the last one for anybody that goes 100% complete the game, is you have to do an upgrade for um, what the hell's the guy named? The, the Torah Seed guy. The tree guy. Whatever his name is. I forget his name. I never you know him. who I'm talking about. Yeah. So you have to do his final upgrade. The final upgrade is 35 seeds. Throughout the game, you have to use seeds to upgrade him, right? So it comes down to it that you need to unlock or find, rather, every fucking Korok seed in the game. Every one. So what happened was I beat the game. I beat every mission. I was like 99.5% complete and had Mm. one thing left. That one thing took me like 10 hours, though. Because I had to go play every main mission again. Now, along the way, you do get... um, slight spoiler alert fast forward um you do get this little unlock thing that when you highlight a level on the main map it shows like eight porot seeds and mm. it, they're either grayed out or they're yellow so if they're grayed out you have to go find them okay. <laughs> so you yeah. know which you know that i have to go replay this level there's four seeds in this level right. so I pretty much have to play all 20 main missions again oh the my beauty God. is is that you're level 100 and right and fly through them pretty quick. What I was finding that I would do is I would, uh, you can also eventually do three recipes or three meals you can cook. So mm. I would do speed. So I was <laughs> 40% faster running through these levels and I was nice. almost one hit in all the guys. So it was a lot quicker. So I finally beat all 20 missions again. And then I realized I'm like nine seeds short. And I'm like, what am, what, what am I, what am I missing? So then I realized that there's side quests that actually have seeds in them as well. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. No, John. I'm not kidding. So then I had to go do nine side quests. And that's what I asked to ask John about 
um, him Bon Johnny. I said, what am I? Is he's like, there's side quests. I said, oh my God, you're right. And then I even Googled what's the side quest. And like, they tell you the name. But then I was like, where the hell is that on the map? I have 1,000 icons. So then yeah. I'm going through the map. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Jen, I, I'm just fucking broken. I, I, I mean, 70 hours. That was my final number. Wow. Seven, zero hours. Did you? Um, now, you looked up where the seeds were, too, like in the levels. Oh, yeah. You bet yeah. your ass okay. I did. I mean, I, I probably can't imagine up, that. Yeah, I got most of them. Well, I probably got 50% of them playing. Right. Um, I wish I just note to anybody that wants to do this, do it as you play the first time. Don't just look up a cheat on where the seed locations are. So you're saying look it up because there aren't they all the same? They're all pretty much like there's like a little pinwheel sticking out of the ground or something. There's different things. There's a pinwheel. There's a a, a tree trunk that has the logo on it, or there's oh, yeah. a um, glowing area like they're underground. Okay. They to, like, but they're they're don't. not like super hidden like oh, if you or they if you, could be in a block they could be in a uh, a crate uh, a wooden crate as yes. well so yep. i don't yep. know they are tricky i mean they're not super easy to see if i mean you, a lot of them you look at the map and you can see like a weird shape you know like, oh it's probably one there you know right. but not all yeah. of them are like that right yeah if you but if you do go around and break every crate and do all that stuff then you are, stuff. well yeah. i was kind of doing that when i played and i missed a lot yeah you know, some stuff you have a timer, you're running around quick. Um, I will say, and I'm going to say this super quick, so hit the plus 30 or whatever second is, and then I'll be done. Spoiler alert, when um, you get 100% complete, hit that button now if you don't want to hear. You do get, John, something so stupid. You get the blue, a blue scarf that Link wears. Wow. And you, you know, can't even show it off because it's not multiplayer. Correct. Here's my problem with 100% games. You 100% a game, I'm never fucking playing the game again. I don't need anything. Right. I don't want anything. And the worst part is when you get 100%, nothing happened. No, nothing popped up. And like, just yeah, said 100%. Yeah. yeah. There so where, how do you a, get the scarf? The, wait, does a scarf... Just shows up. You just, it, I didn't so, even know. So I, that happens. It did happen. You have to go into okay. your inventory and you'll see it. But um, I will say there is a second ending in the game. It's like a, it's almost like a, a, a furthermore cutscene. Mm-hmm. But you don't. It happens a lot earlier in the game. You have to do something else oh. to, to see it. Um, that's really a shame. I, I don't want to say because it spoils the end. Of, yeah. I I wanted to, I wanted a hundred percent Age of Calamity, but between the Korok seeds and some of those levels, uh, just it's just so much repetition. I think I'm broken on these types of games, even if I do try Persona 5 Strikers, I think I'm broken on these games. I really, if they made another Hyrule Warriors, I'm not sure I'd be able to play it. I don't think they will. I think they'll be done here. Yeah. I will say, I think I liked the first one better. Hmm. I think it was more fun with the the characters and the weapons. Mm. I remember trying to unlock and upgrade weapons and I feel like I used the weapons a lot more differently. Um, yeah. But I feel like this game, I just used Link with the Master Sword and Shield almost every time. Yes. For the other game, I, I remember using the ball and chain, I, like the gauntlets. There was different weapons. I, I They just had different benefits. I feel and like the super attacks to. were more interesting. Like Link's super yeah. attack in this game, A, is so boring. And it's like, it's the one you're going to use more than any. Like they should have, 
just made it more visually the interesting. The only good thing about it was it was quick. Uh, one of the, the characters you unlock towards the end of the game, when you hit their A button, it mm-hmm. takes like... I'm not kidding, John. It, must, it feels like 30 seconds. I mean, it might be 20, but it feels forever. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to beat this level. I just want to, I, I got the Korot seed. I'm just trying to, because if you find all the Korot seeds, you still have to beat the level or else it doesn't save. Yeah. It just sounds lovely. And some and of those levels at the end are long. Yes. Um, Interesting. All right. Well, uh, that took a lot of time. Let's uh, <laughs> Let's get to our top 10 for the week. Let's do it. Number 13. 13. All right. Well, we'll see what's happening here, Drew. Uh, we are going to talk about the Game of the Year awards. Um, the results are in. Like, okay, don't get upset, people. All right. This is just the Game Awards. Okay. Game of the Year is always your favorite game. That is your Game of the Year. Um, but in terms of game awards, game of the year, best action adventure, best performance, narrative, audio design, accessibility, and game direction went to Last of Us Part Two. Well deserved. Wouldn't have been my game of the year, but well deserved. That game was amazing. A story that will stick with you for uh probably many years. Uh best family game went to Animal Crossing. Very good. Uh indie game of the year, best action game of the year. Hades. Loving that. Uh, Games with Impact. Tell me why. Very excited. That was a game I played through. Um, Definitely recommend that if you have an Xbox. Give that one a go. Um, Best Multiplayer and Mobile Among Us. This is Drew's favorite game of the year. I don't care. You know what? (laughs) I honestly can see this game working better on mobile or PC. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But I, I think it's such a heavy feature in the game. And they should almost have like pre-filled out bubbles that you can click or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This one is coming to Game Pass as well, so um, I might give it a try when it finally comes to Game Pass. Um, uh, you know what? If, well, uh, if you do get it, mm-hmm. um, I'll I'll give it a go with you. And even if even <laughs> if your kids should suffer playing, I'm, yeah. I'm down. It's free on mobile though, right? So well, I, I mean, don't know. Is it? They, it is. It's free on mobile because it has to be. I mean, that's how games are. But nah, anyway. Um, and then the last note I did was a uh, content creator of the year was Valkyrie. Um, and I note it because I thought it was hilarious that in her acceptance speech, she was speechless. Um, she didn't know what to say, which was pretty funny for uh, someone getting a content creator of the year. So I'm sure she's very cool. I'm not I'm not digging on her at all. I just thought it was a funny thing that she was at a loss for words <laughs> when you're winning content creator. Um, I did want to mention here. Um, I would have thought it was hilarious because I think it was up for it if Animal Crossing had won best multiplayer because of how God forsaken annoying it is to actually link up in that game. I just thought that would have been amazing. But unfortunately, Among Us won that one. Definitely Hades. I was very glad it won Indie Game of the Year. It seemed obvious, mm-hmm. um, but I was really excited that it actually went ahead and won best action game of the year. So. Yeah, it's um, good to see that. Yeah. I mean, that gives it a huge recognition. I agree. Yeah. And I really, I, I kind of, I watched the whole show. I was playing Last of Us Part Two while the show was going on. And I had it like just streaming on my iPad. And whenever they were talking about Last of Us or they had some character from it, I had to like pause it because it was like, don't you dare. I was literally right near <laughs> the ending of this game while they're talking about it. I was like, don't you dare spoil this game. I haven't had it spoiled in six months. 
Yeah. I was not going to let the Game Awards spoil it. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot more Nintendo announcements during the awards. We found out about Ghouls and Ghosts. We found out, we saw more footage of um, Monster Hunter. Um, it was just, last year was like one announcement. It was like Bravely Default 2, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, there was a lot more. We saw Reggie. Um, so, very cool. Number 12. Super Nintendo World Direct, John, with Miyamoto himself was there, right? And what a amazing little video there. 15 minutes of him walking around and exploring. Obviously, it wasn't Japanese, which um, I, I was all excited. I sat down, I was at home, and I and I said, let's, I told my kids, I said, we're going to watch this. Because they love Mario, and they love amusement parks, like any kid. And then they were like, Daddy, I don't, what are they saying? It's, I don't understand. <laughs> I, and then I'm... I, so then I had to start reading it to them. And about like six minutes in, I'm like, all right, I'm not I'm done reading it. Just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was like talking, you know, he was talking a lot. There's nothing to talk about. You you can give them the highlights. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. If you didn't watch it, guys, really go look at it. It's super cool. Um, I was blown away with the entrance, right? So you walk through the warp pipe and then you're in uh, Peach's like castle lobby area with the N64 plane. Oh. So the paintings. Glorious. Uh, and you saw the painting kind of shift and change. It was awesome to just hear and see that. Mm-hmm. Now, once you walked in, it looked amazing. It almost looked fake. And I, and I mean that, or, or rather, it almost looked like too real. Like it was just, mm-hmm. it looked absolutely gorgeous, amazing. Like you walked into a video game. Um, now, here's here's my problem, John. He showed a lot of interactive um, things to do, right? So you have this wristband which is if anyone's familiar with Disney and stuff, someone's like a magic band where it interacts with the environment inside the park. Um, one thing that they do is they do a lot of interaction with you can collect coins throughout the world, right? Yeah. Um, and right. it goes to like your smartphone app and it's interactive and you can go do things like that. The problem is, as I noticed, is so he showed a few things. It was uh, some coin collecting things he'd done. Um, the next one he did, he went over to like an outdoor, it was like a Koopa, Koopa shell game where you had to hit the, hit the, the pow block at the right time to make the shell go up. Yeah. Um, that one was a little weird. It was fine. It took it. I mean, I get it. He wanted to show it. It, it took him like 60 seconds. Here's my problem, John. What happens when you have a thousand people? Yeah. Thousands yeah. of people in the park. Like it's. I, that I one didn't. That one didn't seem this. to work that well. I and and the blocks were great. Like you just walking by, you see it go, yeah. boop, you get a coin. Um, so but yeah, like that. That one was even Shigeru was like having some trouble getting it to go. It was way too long of a you know animation. I mean, um, yeah, that one was a little. And a little then they weird. went I, to like the underground cave, which was really cool. Which I didn't know they really had this. Um, so it's more of like a maze interaction, same concept. Oh. They had like the bomb bombs going bomb off. Bomb. Yeah. But same type of thing. Like, you, you know, just small interaction things, put your, put your band up against the wall and like a little Bowser showed up. Um, super cool. But at the same time, I, I, I there's going to be people lining up that want to do this. But Especially I think that's what makes it more fun, right? He's in an empty park. He's yeah. like, Hey, look at this block. And it doesn't look fun because, seeing it is so easy it's empty but when you're in a full park you might not see it and maybe you look over and you're like oh look i see a block over there and then you go there and you give it a little punch i i think it'll be those will be more fun in a crowd not not the other pipe one but that will be yeah 
Um, I what I also loved about the dungeon was the forced perspective. The way oh my god, that was awesome. Got bigger and bigger and bigger. It was super cool. Yep. Uh, I agree. That whole thing was awesome at the bomb. It looks like there was some type of hierarchy game. It looks like there's going to be a lot of the bands interacting with your cell phone. Um, then they went to, uh, Toad's little like, um, restaurant, I guess you could say like a sit down restaurant, which is really cool. Um, you could see like all the windows they actually had, um, like screens where you could see like the Toad's cooking in the kitchen. Uh, and then a lot of the meals were obviously Nintendo themed, which were, were looked spectacular and delicious. Um, Did the so frame that, rate feel slow to you on the Toad, or am I am I overanalyzing? I felt like the frame rate was slow, and this is like it's not even a video game; it's just a video. Yeah, there was definitely it seemed a little off, but maybe that was just. I mean, they maybe. still have a couple months to to. Yeah, maybe TV efficiency. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought one of the cooler things about the park was that it was very vertical. Obviously, they're blocking. They don't, they don't want you to see anything else. They want you yes. locked into Mario World, which is great. And they also did the Disney forced perspective at the top. You can tell yep. as it got taller, the items got smaller to make it look like they're further away. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, when they showed that with the coins, like oh, yeah. me, my kids, we were like, crazy. Oh, like it was just and stuff. It's I like- can't imagine walking in there for the first time. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and then, of course, the gift shop. That, I mean, anyone listening to this podcast, you're obviously a diehard Nintendo fan. You're in trouble. If, if you ever go to a place like this, um, we are in some serious trouble. Did you see the little new toys that they developed with the legs that move? The little walkie the Mario guy? Walkie? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, going to get like 20 of those. Yeah, I mean, they, they they didn't show anything too new for the Mario Kart ride. I mean, a lot of that stuff we've already seen pictures of and did a little information on. But it was fun to see. It was fun to see uh, Miyamoto and, and how we interacted. I'm just very concerned with the, the place looked a little on the tight side, like you said. And um, how is that going to work during a pandemic and with thousands of people in there? I I don't, I don't think we have to worry too much about the pandemic. I mean, it, yeah, they, they delayed it. It starts in February. Hopefully by the time summer comes around, this whole thing is over. Um, but, you know, you have to you have to plan it for normal life because Correct. nothing, I nothing agree. is really designed for a pandemic. Right. No. And um, I think it's going to be really cool. I've heard rumors they're going to build like a Donkey Kong area as well. Yep. I've heard so, that. Once this starts expanding, it's going to be fantastic. I spent years going, man, I wish there was like a Nintendo theme park. And now we're yep. starting to get it. I don't know how long it'll be till we get ours. I'm yeah, really so curious I... to see if we end up in Japan before we end up in uh, Super Mario World well, in America. The, so. the beauty is he did confirm it's coming to both uh, mm-hmm. California and Orlando. And then I think Singapore was the other one. Yep. But um that's good. That's good news as far as that. I know Epic Universe, which is in Orlando, which I think is where it's going. It's it's not going to be like its own park. It's going to be part of a, an area inside a park, I believe, in Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I originally thought it was 2024. I think California is supposed to open first, and then Orlando is supposed to open up second. But um, it's going to come yeah, quicker, this, right? They 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 got all the designs and everything done, and now it's just execute multiple times. So that's the that's yeah. that is true. I I got to imagine it's almost a direct replica of, of that part. Yep. Yes. Hundred percent. So yep. Um. So Super Nintendo World looks absolutely fabulous. Number eleven. Drew, I'm really worried about something. My Nintendo swoon is here. What is my Nintendo swoon? You ask. Well. I had this same swoon um, with the Wii and the Wii U. 
Um, I love the Wii. And about halfway through the Wii's life cycle, um, the, you know, remember those graphics just got long in the tooth. And that's when I got my PS3 because I wanted to play Demon Souls. Um, and then I ended up playing a good deal of PS3. Um, the PS4 came about in my Wii U swoon. Now, to be fair, Drew, my Wii U swoon was mostly because there just weren't enough games. Mm. Um, it wasn't as much about the graphics, but so, there just wasn't think, enough games. But do you think that's your problem with the Switch right now? You need another AAA title out there? Like, what, what do you... What do so, you what, what, the Age you know, what of is Calamity it? may have done more damage to yes, the Switch well, than, than success because... It really showed. Look, I liked Age of Calamity. I liked the storyline and everything. But man, Age of Calamity reminds you that the Switch is not on par with other modern hardware. And that's you, PS4 and Xbox One. You know what it also did for me? Mm-hmm. I don't want, I, I, I can't believe the George number of my mouth. I don't want a Zelda game in 2021. Like I, I, I am so broken and cashed out from that game. <laughs> Of just, ah, I, I well, just, I, I, I wanted Breath of the Wild too, like in March. I, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it right now. I need a break. Yeah, it, it, that game destroyed me. Yeah, I, you know, it really comes down to when the game reminds you of its performance. Um, that that's not so good. Now, here's the thing. I'm comparing the Switch to a PS4, right? I just played Last of Us Part Two on a original PS4. Since then, there is the PS4 Pro and now the PS5. So Age of Calamity wasn't doing anything crazy. But, I mean, there was definitely some particle effects and, you know, some characters and obviously the scope of the game and all the, the little characters. But I mean, my gosh, I mean, Age of Age of Calamity had more stutter than Hyrule Warriors did on the Wii U. And, and maybe maybe you can blame game design on that. Maybe they just they went two pedals to the metal on it. I don't know. But it does remind you of what it's capable of. So when I'm playing Last of Us Part Two and then I'm like going to Age of Calamity, you know, it's like, ooh. or I'm playing Trials of Mana, which is a little game. That's your it's, own problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just a little tiny game. And I mean, look, Dragon Quest was pretty, but this game had was like blurry. You know, it's like we really need we need a switch pro drew. Um, I think the days of Nintendo has, especially in the recent consoles, had to decide, um, are they going to go for performance and price or are they going to pull back on performance and have a more affordable console for, you know, skewing to younger kids to a a mass market? I think those days are done. The PS5 has two skews. Right. They have the non-digital and the digital Xbox has two SKUs, which is the non-digital and then the digital with a little less performance for two hundred dollars less. Nintendo, especially when the next console comes out, they need to start two SKUs from day one. You need to have a more performant Nintendo and then the mass market Nintendo put out the Nintendo Switch, which, by the way, is still three hundred dollars almost four years later. Put out the Nintendo Switch and then put out another Switch that's more performant. I look, not not everyone wants to pay five hundred dollars for a Nintendo. I get it. I get it. But there are a lot of people who do. And I would have paid I would have bought on day one a Nintendo Switch that maybe had 
instead of what 32 gigabytes of space maybe 256 gigabytes of space maybe had a better screen right a, a clearer screen or maybe just had a faster processor so when i played breath of the wild right and got to the forest it wasn't so you know the frame rate didn't drop right i would yeah. pay 500 for that oh, let me pay no. 500 for that I, I think I think well first of all you remember they, they have two stews. They came out with the light. That was their answer, right? That that was but I don't know. I, I mean I I understand where you're coming from, but I think there's a lot of people out there that are Nintendo fans that maybe don't really care. And I don't think Nintendo is going after that market. I I truly don't. I mean well, why not? That's that is my problem. Look at, look at the I, Nintendo I mean, published or Nintendo developed games. I but I don't well, care. I I I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of people that don't care, but there are a lot of people that do care, and that's my I, problem. Is give it. How many people do not buy a Nintendo? I'm guarantee you, there's a group of people who do not buy a Nintendo console because it's just not powerful enough to play some of these games, and they go buy a PS4 even though they really like the Switch, or they go buy a PS5. Because they know that they want to play some of these games and the Nintendo can't do it. But is, is give them the chance. Think, but is Nintendo gonna go out of their way and develop these third party companies or are mm-hmm. they gonna focus on what's good for them? Right? I mean, you look you at games both. like like Super Mario Party or, or anything like that where it looks fantastic on the Switch. Right? It that's, does. Yeah, that's great. But what's think about it, besides let's say Metroid. What's one franchise that they own that needs to be like 4K graphic? Bayonetta? No. What? Bayonetta, Breath of the Wild. There's a bunch of them. I mean, look, but, but you for can the get shit, away but, with but, it. But they've always, always found ways around that. With Look at fucking Wind Waker. Still looks phenomenal because they, they, they use their assets and they develop a game based around that. Right, they, I, they, I totally agree. and I'm sure I'm sure Metroid's gonna look phenomenal on the Switch because they're gonna develop graphics or some type of look at Link's Awakening. They they team up with these new ideas to make the game look fantastic. I I I know, but these and it's the price game. point that. It's, and again, I'm not I'm not trying to be conceited when I say this. I mean, would I buy a five hundred dollar Switch? Probably, but would I need it? No. I mean, I'm I'm satisfied with the graphics that I have, you know, and that's perfectly fine. Like, I I would never want Nintendo to put out a high end console the way the PS5 is, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think they should have that mass market because I think that's where they get a lot of their business. But let me have that choice. Just give me the just put out the more performance system. I want to play Breath of the Wild again. And I, I just keep I waiting for a, a better performance switch so that when I play it again, I can get the better frame rate and I can get some of these areas that it renders poorly. Look, I can play it again. I'd be fine with it. But it's like, I'll just wait until I play it better. Um, but we saw that the success of the Switch is not just Nintendo's games. Otherwise, the Wii U would have succeeded. Um, we've gotten ports of Doom, Doom Eternal, Skyrim, Witcher 3. These are great but mm. these games are already going next gen. We're not gonna get, you know, cyberpunk. Maybe we don't want it. But at the same time, I'm not gonna pretend I know how ports and all this stuff work. But you take a game like Cyberpunk, right? Mm. Let's say Nintendo had the ability to seamlessly play that game in 4K. Let's just pretend that exists, right? The same. 
<laughs> Let me take from, my crack cocaine over here. <laughs> from the developer point ah, of view, see it. are they going to develop for three systems? And how much effort is that? Or are they going to say, guys, we don't uh, have the, the span to develop now for three platforms. Is, is three platforms too big for these these developers? Wait, wait. What are you saying? Three, you're saying three platforms like Switch as a third platform? Correct. Oh, absolutely. There's like, the installed base is 70 million. I mean, you're going to look at you're gonna look at that 70 million install base. What percentage want to play Cyberpunk? And I know there's a, probably a couple million, right? A good percentage. I like I said, we have to stop thinking about this install base as kids or casuals or whatever there's a lot of people that play their switch seriously and yeah they're gonna put it out but they're not gonna put it out if they have to do a huge effort in order to fit it onto the switch the witcher 3 i think took like nine months to do it took them a long time diablo took a long time they they had to put in a lot of effort to optimize their game and make it so it fit and make it that it performed well and they did a great job with those, but they're not going to do that when they have to go from a PS5 to a Switch. So I'm just saying is Nintendo has to start acknowledging that they have such a big base and they need to have two SKUs. Give us a give us a system that has some extra performance. You don't have to make different Joy-Cons, which you should do anyway. You don't have to make it really super different. What you just have to do is say, give it more RAM, give it more processing power. And yeah, you might have to test it on both systems. But yeah, look, I mean, Xbox listen, I want has one. the Series I, X and the S. I want one. It. I'm not saying I don't. I, yeah. I, I want one. I'll buy it. Um, it needs to still be handheld. That's all I'm going to say, Nintendo. Don't oh, pass that up. has yeah. to be handheld, or else yeah. I will not buy it, probably. Yeah. Yes, I okay. will. I will. Right. Let's be honest. Okay. Number 10. We had a indie showcase direct since um, last time I recorded, John. Good. Um, let's let's talk about some things that maybe uh, jumped out at us. I mean, first of all, super excited, super Meat Boy forever. It looks fantastic. Um, would you still love me if I told you I did not play the first one? Oh, you haven't played the first one? You're like no. super into this one. You know, I, 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 it seems like a game I can be into. So I have heard like Super Meat Boy Forever has um, generated levels. I don't know everything about it. I'm trying not to get all the details, but yep. there are generated levels. So there are thousands of levels. And that's okay. why it's called Super Meat Boy Forever. The first game did not. So uh, Super <laughs> first game's really hard. But, you you know, there's a finite number of levels. I I don't I wouldn't say you have to play Super Meat Boy before you play this game. No, I wouldn't um, you can brush so. up on the story in about 60 seconds. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll be curious when we get this game comes out and I get to play through it, like how much of it, like, yeah, you really want to play that first one though. That was really good. Hmm. Uh, I am super excited for this. I thought this game was coming out December 23rd already. And then Justin Masson enlightened me to the fact that that was only for PC. And I was like, no, but the next day was the indie showcase. And then they said 1223 and it was like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and what a great day to come out with. My vacation starts December 23rd, that evening. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, this is my like, oh, my little happy week and a half vacation so game. Is this, but, this is like your game for that week. Um, I'll have two games. I'm going to play this one and then I'll probably do a story based game. I, I like to switch. I can't I do think you should. You can't play Super Meat Boy for like three hours in a That's row. That's what you I figured. Take a break. Yeah. I think you um, should jump on Phoenix Rising with me. Uh. 
I'm waiting for that on a better console. Oh I, my god. Oh. What's wrong with who are you? Dude, you, you... we just talked about this. The swoon. <laughs> the swoon is the swoon here. Is dead. You just, I am them. just waiting for games I don't want to play these highly compromised games anymore. Give me my pro. I am super excited about Spelunky. That is a game I have been screaming for. So this game was built on, I believe it's called Game Maker. Okay. Um, it's one of those little toolkits. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, they ported Game Maker to the Switch. And we know that because that was what Undertale was on. So Undertale, when they announced they were coming out, they said, oh, we'll be out in like six months. That was because Game Maker wasn't going to be out for six months. Um so Spelunky's on that. It's like Spelunky is such a popular game. I don't know if you know much about it. It's a roguelike. Um, I think it's definitely one of those games where you when you die, you really do start from the beginning again every single time. Mm. Um, I've never played this game. I'm not a PC gamer, um, but I've been dying for this one to come out. The good news is I heard it on NVC this week that this is not a sequel type thing going on. They Tom Marks. Thank you, Tom said you don't have to play Spelunky 1 before you play Spelunky 2. He said Spelunky 2 is just a better version of Spelunky 1. It has it has some co-op and stuff like that. So you do not need to buy Spelunky 1. Just buy Spelunky 2. Right, I, I definitely plan on playing this. I got super excited. Yes. I just sent you a game um, in, in our Discord chat because this reminds me of a game that I fell in love with a long, 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 long time ago on the PC Back in elementary school, we used to have time to play games, and this was it. It's called Montezuma's Revenge. This is an Atari game. It's amazing, John. And if you look at it, it's just like it's, it blew my mind back then. Graphically yeah. wise, I mean, pretty much play Indiana Jones going through a tomb, and you know, this is Spelunky. But yeah, twenty did years, you ever, years ago. Did you ever play Spelunker, which is like the real spiritual inspiration for this game? I loved spelunker it was on the nes mm. and by by if if you know by by today's standards we would say it was a shitty game but man <laughs> i rented that game so many times i loved it um you should try that one it's oh, super cool so spelunker um, that comes out in february no i think they said the summer it, it was really oh, a right. long time right. yeah that's... i was surprised this is built on game maker I mean, yeah, you got to make change some dialogues and stuff around and test, but like summer is a long time. Like, come on. Especially the reason why you build. I've been feeling there be some good Disney, uh, some good uh, Nintendo published games coming out in the spring. So yeah, we'll have to see. Gonna be a lot. Uh, of course, Among Us is is, is now out. Uh, that got dropped during mm-hmm. the showcase. Cyber um, Shadow, Johnny. Yes. This seems like you're a cup of tea. This is the Yacht Club's published game, and they're not the developer, but they're the publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a Ninja Gaiden. Um, we, a lot of us have been excited for this game for a while. It's not a new announcement, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't have a release date. Uh, super excited for this one. This might be a day one. I just love these retro-looking games that aren't just retro-looking, but done well. Um, I will look at some reviews. I will look at some scores before it comes out just to see because mm-hmm. Shovel Knight's obviously great. All the games that Yacht Clubs makes yeah, yeah. and that Shovel Knight universe are great. But this is developed by somebody else. Um, so I'll just see. But if it's getting eights and nines and whatever, then I'm I'm all in. So And there is possible this is coming out on Game Pass. And I only mention that oh, if you're God. not sold on it or you're you are a little hesitant. And I'm oh, not. John. Uh, Listeners don't have Game Pass. Game Pass. Okay? Only you do. 
A lot of um, well, Jesse has. No, so but that, I'm saying it, it's a great place to try it. You can try it in Game Pass. I'm going to buy it on Switch because I want to sit there for hours and hours and hours and play it. But if you're not sure about it, then maybe you can play it on Game Pass and see if you like it. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that comes out uh, end mm-hmm. of January. Mm-hmm. Next one, Grindstone, which yes. is getting a lot of praise. It's a puzzle-based type game, a little bit unique. Um, so I'm a little upset on this one because I, I heard it was out on a mobile so yes. I figured this would be a perfect game for me to play mobile. Cause I'm, I'm, I like playing games mobile, and it's supposed to be a touchscreen base, so it works well. So I went on I went on um, the Apple Shop to download it. It's on Apple Arcade, John. Ugh. Do you know when games are on Apple Arcade, certain ones you can't buy them? I was willing to yeah. spend five bucks for it, whatever. I you can't. It's it not allow weird. you. Yeah. They don't so want Apple sign up it... for Apple Arcade. Is what? How much is that? Five. It's it's only five bucks a month, so it's really super cheap. But if you really if you don't want to have like seven services, I totally get it. Not wanting to. I just wanted to one. buy the game for five bucks and play it. Yeah, yeah. And if it took yeah. me a month, a, a day, a, two weeks, or three months, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. Um, I if, I'm actually going to get Apple Arcade, and I'm going to play this one on my device. I was going to buy it on Switch, but um. It just got me off my butt to get Apple Arcade. So it, this is supposed to be one of the great puzzle games. So um, this is must play for me. Uh, another one was uh, Finding Paradise, which comes out spring of uh, 2021. So who knows? That could be in three months. Um, the reason why this is notable is this is the sequel to To the Moon, which is the game I'm playing right now. Wow. Um, so depending on how that goes, I might be very interested in this game. So. Um, I don't know much about this game. I'm not going to know much about this game, but if I like To the Moon, then I'll be buying Finding Paradise. Number nine. Drew, how would you fix it? Well, here are the rules. I'm going to name a game, and we're going to talk about, if you could go back and tweak it, let's say we're going to give the dev team three more months. <laughs> what would you do to make this game even better? And I want you to talk about game design, maybe the graphics, the mechanics, mm-hmm. controls, gameplay, sound, anything. Sure. And uh, sometimes I'm going to throw out a game that is particularly shitty. Uh, and sometimes I'm going to put out a game that's pretty good. And we can say, how can we make it better? And for this episode, I want to throw out to you Super Mario Party. Ooh. Well, John, I what would you do to make this better? Huge, huge Mario Party um advocate i i would say mario party may be in my top three franchises of all time um so i i've i've been around some may say super mario party is it's actually a fabulous game they did a really good job with it in my eyes um straight from the interactive like i guess map you could call it or the lobby area where you go to the different screens Mm -hmm. the game visually looks stunning i i truly truly believe uh, I think the obvious thing I would say, uh, as everybody would say, uh, the lack of boards, I think, is hinders replayability factor a little bit. And I think the boards themselves are a little lackluster. Some of them are very small. Even the last one you unlock there is, is nothing special. Um, I, I, I truly believe this was something that was supposed to have maybe some DLC and something happened along the way. And it never did because you have a plethora of characters. There's there's tons of characters to choose from. But just not a lot of maps. Doesn't make sense. One thing I'd like to change from a gameplay point of view, or add rather, um, if they're all, if they were going to have such few maps, I think it was Mario Party either two or three. 
they had a single player story mode um, where you pretty much could uh, un- unlock things to like build your own house. Each character had their own house and you could add stuff to it. But I think a single player story mode here would make this a lot better for some reason and really make it um, a lot more fun. The other the other thing I would like to see tweaks to was the online play. Uh, there's there's a lot of solid multiplayer games, but I, I would love to see more of some online ones. I mean, we played that baseball one a while back. That that was a blast. Uh-huh. But Mario Party has been known to have some of these extra curricular games that really stand stand alone. I mean, I remember a volleyball one that used to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just a lot of these ones that they've they've done. So I think it's missing either that element with an online feature. Or they needed some type of single player mode to really draw me back into it a little bit more and, and, and have some more more unlockables. That's what I like to see. More secret unlockables. Yeah, I think that goes to the campaign that you're talking about too. Having yeah. some kind of campaign mode where I can play by myself and have something to do and maybe unlock some things. Mm. Um, I know they had the unlockable characters. Um, I don't remember that being super engaging, but um, no. but I mean it, it was pretty good. I, it just, you know, that wouldn't be my big one, but I agree with you on the boards. I mean, we only have still three boards. I think four. And, and is it four? Nintendo's four. been doing a lot of free DLC for their games lately, too. And I'm shocked Mario Party hasn't gotten that. Because if they added just a couple boards, everybody would be loading up Mario Party again to play some more. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think found it's that shocking. The point you could charge people, John. I hate to say it, but if you gave me like a, a pack of a, a new level and maybe one character that goes with that level or two characters for five bucks or three ninety nine. I, I agree it should be free at this point, but I think people would pay it. I mean I would. Yeah. I don't know if I would, but yeah, you you you'd get people that would. Um I wanna see um that you know what I forgot the name of it is that the canoe game where you play with your kids the, you know the rapids. The oh, yeah. rapids. I'm well aware of that one. I really like the rapids and I was so excited for that when it came out. And I quickly found after like even just a couple of playthroughs, like it was already getting very repetitive. There's a there's a much smaller pool of games you can play. It got super repetitive. And then it was really like you have to hit all the branches and hit all the endings. So you had to play like eight times. And I don't know. I just felt like if it was just a little bit more, maybe if they randomized the pathways and randomized maybe the games too a little bit just made each game more of an adventure it was just every game was a predictable set of branching paths that's a Uh, that's a great idea like why not uh, do like maybe even if you did three of those and maybe one cheap is the river rapids maybe one is like a mario kart themed with mm -hmm. again different roads and then you know you'd have a third one whether it was freaking swinging from trees like donkey Kong. i don't know something but you could you definitely could make same style of play but you know yeah like I want to see it procedural, procedurally generated where you don't even see the map until you're getting there. Like a real, like you're like as if you're on a rapid and you don't even know what's approaching just so it's different every time. Maybe throw me, throw at me some weird, crazy level. Maybe throw me a level where only two of us play. It's okay. You know, oh, two guys are going to play. You two are going to play the way Mario Party goes. Maybe it's not Mm -hmm. always four player. And just just to shake it up, because, man, it was like there was like 10 games and it was over and over and over. So let me ask you this. Um, random mm-hmm. question what do we see next a new mario party or a new mario kart probably a new mario party they're think e- so? i think they're easier to make 
Mario Kart is still super successful, and I don't know how you improve on Mario Kart except to just make new levels. I don't know. If, if you give me a new Mario Kart, I want it to look totally different because I don't know how you make a game better than Mario Kart 8. You'd need to make almost a Diddy Kong racing, but Mario Kart. Like a campaign? Campaign with maybe not just cars. Maybe bring yeah. it into the water, do boats, helicopters, yeah. or planes. I, I hate to say Definitely. it. And, and you know what? Make it not, you know Nintendo Kart. I, I I don't know. I think that yeah. that that would make it game changing. I think and really break it up a little bit. Yeah, but I agree. I agree. Number eight. Real quick. Wait, wait, wait. Not much a topic, but I just wanted to point out, Drew. February twelfth, we get Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. I think we're yeah. both very excited about that one. I I, I am um, right now, unless something else better comes out. But right. that is on my doctor to play. And it's going to be now. here before you know it. it be. 11 days after that, February 23rd, Persona 5 Strikers. As if you wanted to play a Hyrule Warriors type game again. I have to say, though, the trailers make it look a lot smoother than I've seen in Hyrule Warriors. But we'll see. And then three days after that, Bravely Default 2. That's a day one play for me. But the reason I bring this up is within two weeks, we are getting those three games and there are going to be a lot of busy Switch owners John, in February. John, give me a 22nd pitch on why I should play Bravely Default 2. Because Bravely Default is one of the best RPGs I ever played. And from what I know, you do not have to play the first two games. It's going to take place in the Bravely Default universe. But this is a second new story. The first game related to Bravely Second. So you can play this game and not feel like you had to have played the previous games. They are just so much more. They're just so much fun. They're not too overcomplicated. And they have these beautiful settings. And these are the developers who made Octopath Traveler. So Mm -hmm. it's going to look beautiful. Something to enjoy. A nice RPG. I've been waiting for Octopath 2. Something on that exact engine. With maybe not the eight storylines. Um, I cannot wait for this one, but I'm a huge fan of both Bravely games. I actually, these are games I go back to. Um, so I am super excited. The music yeah. is so good. Uh, can't wait. Maybe uh, it's not out of the question. It's it's probably going to keep me from playing Super Mario 3D World um, and Persona 5, honestly. But I'll probably want to play Persona 5 at some point. So, um, But yeah, keep your calendars set up for this. The month of love. Number seven. All right, folks, it is that time this week to go over some listener questions. Uh, first question here from Metro Dragon 101. Do you dads feel like we jumped into the next generation, uh, next gen, gen console too soon? With the problems PS5 is having, uh, the lack of first party games at launch, and the possibility that these consoles won't be in start, start till March, uh, this is probably the jealousy in me talking because I am not getting a PS5 anytime soon. Uh, with us soon with us still in this pandemic uh, sorry uh, I don't think we're ready for the next gen consoles as we think we are uh, well um, you know I, this is a tricky one John do you want to go first yeah uh, I mean real quick answer here no it's not too soon um, these consoles came out in 2013 it's actually way overdue Um so we're talking a seven year gap between console mm-hmm. launches. Now we did get the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. So you can say we did get an iteration, but 
The PS5's controller is so advanced. Um, very cool to see. Um, maybe the Series X doesn't bring much, you know, in terms of new. It's just a, a better performing console. Um, it doesn't really have any big differences. Um, but, um, you know, I think from an Xbox point of view, they've done a good job with their architecture in that you do not need to upgrade. Uh, the Series X yeah. is almost like just a new hardware iteration, but a lot of these games are all going to be on an Xbox One anyway. So it's like the mm -hmm. Xbox One family. Um, I can tell you one thing, though, Drew, we already mentioned this, but the next gen can't come soon enough for Nintendo. That is true. Um, I, You know, as far as too soon, no, I agree with John. I, I don't think it's too soon. And, and to your point, John, I, it's almost like you look at it as, as a computer or laptop. Uh, you know, I've been buying, I've had multiple laptops over my lifetime, and then, then there's nothing different about them. They're just upgrading, you know, the, the internals a little bit better and better every time. So I think that's what they're doing here. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Xbox or PlayStation is in the in the market of of intervention, kind of like Nintendo is. It's it's more of just upgrades and upgrades. So I'm not shot there. I I do agree with Mega Dragon on the point of the lack of first party games at launch. And I think what his point was maybe is this: there seems to be a lot of issues. They they relied heavily on Cyberpunk. Um, they're relying heavily on Game Pass and things like this, where. Uh, I think games help sell systems. I, I, I do. And, and maybe yeah. not. I think at least it launched. And I think the, the point of not having stock, uh, I, I think actually somebody said on the Nintendo Dads last week where um, whoever wins this console wars is going to be whoever has the most stock. As simple as that. You know, people are <laughs> home. They want to play video games and um, they need stuff. So that that's also could be a, a marketing tool in Nintendo right now is they don't want to push out a second console if they're going to not have enough stock. You know, the Switch is selling. So why confuse the audience with another console where they're they're going to be limited on the stock? Where, as you know, with the pandemic, it's hard for manufacturers to produce these things. So I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo maybe was supposed to announce something already this year. But due to this, uh, they figured we're going to wait because we want to be able to make sure that people can buy what they want. So mm -hmm. that's just my take. Great question. Okay. Uh, next one here is from Chris HL94. He says, I enjoyed your NHL 94 discussion the most. I believe he said about last week. As your <laughs> future shows, I, uh, I'd i like to see more sports gaming discussions. Uh, All-time favorite sports games, sports that would get Mario treatment while EA Sports won't make games for the Switch, or can the Switch handle online player versus player sports games? Mm. Um yeah, I think those are all good questions. I, I definitely used to play a lot more sports games than I do now. And, and and honestly, it's funny because, to his point, John, I wonder if it's because Nintendo has, has really lost those games, right? I used to buy uh, the Tiger Woods game every year mm -hmm. until they stopped making it. I used to buy uh, NHL, maybe not every year, but every, every couple of years. I used to buy FIFA, believe it or not every year mm. um yeah so it, it's it's i think on the wii was the last fifa soccer game i really played and then they stopped making them and now it's like oh you know what i don't really miss them that much you know so i don't know what's your take on that uh yeah i i when i was a kid i didn't have rpgs in my library i had sports games it was like 75 yeah. percent sports games and the thing i lost is i lost my brother i mean he's still alive i'm just saying i don't <laughs> i don't live with my brother anymore um so you know my wife's not going to play a sports game with me my kids yeah, were young and you know they might be able to play now the um 
I used to play a lot. If you ask me what my favorite sport is, it's baseball. And I, I can name you some really cool baseball games I played as a kid. My favorite, I believe, was World Class Baseball on Turbo Graphics. Um, I loved that Russa game. Baseball '95. Uh, what was that? Russa Baseball '95. No, 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 no. But I played World Class Baseball, and it was one of those baseball games that did not have the real players. They might have had the real Japanese players. They did not have real players. But I got so familiar with those teams um of fake players that i knew all their names and all the teams and all that and i always used the tokyo ninjas i believe and i loved that game so i i had a bunch of baseball games that i really loved um but i have to say overall my favorite sports games of all time are probably basketball games uh nba jam um the um, the original of course but the on fire edition that came out i think like five years ago um is unbelievable the nba jam on fire edition oh my god they just it has all the you know the updated players and the graphics look so good on it so much fun um i think that might be one of my favorite sport games ever i i i would play more i um i think the only sports game that i really have played i played nba playgrounds on the switch um, and I had a lot of fun with that one, even though people criticized it because it was kind of a complicated NBA jam. But I had a lot of fun with that one, and I, I should keep playing. Um, uh-huh. But the Super Mega Baseball games, they finally ported it to the Switch, the Super Mega Baseball 2. I had been tweeting them for, like, years. Because if you remember on the Wii U, there was never a baseball game. It never had a baseball That's game. right. I and do. I was like, guys, you, the Wii U might not be a big market, but it is a market where you will have no competition if you port your baseball game over. Um, but they did port Mega Baseball 2 and now Mega Baseball 3 onto the Switch. I didn't get 3 because it's just not a big enough difference. Mm-hmm. Um, sport games don't hold my attention as long, but I really love those games. So I it's could, funny. if I had more time, I'd play them a lot. You made me think of a... I remember on the Sega, there was a big baseball game we used to play. And I remember it was like you were robots and it was the future. Mm-hmm. And it was called... So I had to look it up. It was called Super Baseball, and there was a year. Do you remember what I'm talking about, the jam? 2020, wasn't it? It was 2020. <laughs> I can't believe it. it was Super Baseball 2020. And uh-huh. It probably came out in the mid-90s. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it Is was Is that fun. not inaccurate? If we had robots, we'd be able to watch baseball on TV a lot more easily. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right, so thanks, Chris. The last question here is from Bloodport Retro. Uh, Dan asks, what will game collectors game collecting look like in the future? Uh, for the PS3 and PS4 generations, when every game requires a massive download to be playable, these digital storefronts go down eventually, rendering a new game on a disc mm. useless. Um, That's a yeah. great question. I, it, it is a great question, and I think it goes back to almost like digital downloads nowadays, where you buy a game digitally or, or stream in, all of that stuff. It, it, you don't really own it. Uh, I think, unfortunately, collecting is is more of a dying breed, and um, you're not going to see it. It's always going to consider. I think we're moving out of that retro era, right? I mean, retro had that era. Whether it's from probably, I most consider retro as the cartridge days. Even though it's funny now we're going back to cartridges again, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I think it's just going to be something that's not really thought of anymore. How about you? Mm-hmm. I was more worried about this years ago. Um, I think what's like the fact that you can still go to the the PS3 store, the PS4 store, some of these old eShops. Um, I think the Wii Shop is down, right? 
but like yes. some of them uh, will still support like updates and stuff like that. So even if you can't buy new games or whatever, um, you can still get updates. Sure. In 10 years, the Wii shop might be dead forever. Um, but yeah, collecting is going to look very different. It already does look different. A lot of people on newer consoles, you're seeing like the PS5 and the and the new Xbox One, uh, not the Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and X, um, that they're offering consoles without a drive. And that's alarming because we really haven't seen that before. We've seen iterations of hardware where they took the drive. We saw the PSB get rid of the PSP get rid of their drive. We saw a Wii come out without a drive, but we did not see that on day one. Um, so that's a little that's a little scary. And a lot of people got those consoles. Um, and a lot of people now will buy their games digitally. They even even the Nintendo dads. And these are old dads, right? Mm-hmm. They're buying their games digitally now. And, yeah. you know, I think the biggest problem that we're seeing is even if you buy a game, and that, I think that's the, the crux of Dan's questions here, is that even if you buy a game physically, is it really physical? True. We've seen so many Switch games where they come out physical but you need a, a 20 gigabyte download or they come out with a patch and Good there's point. a lot of redundant code that you have to download. And that's what we've seen. And some of these games come out completely broken and yeah, oh, well, there's going to be a day one patch. Sure. But in 20 years, I might not be able to get that patch. How good is this game going to be? And I, I can't think off the top of my head of a Nintendo first party title which would be unplayable if I couldn't access a patch. Mm-hmm. But I can name you a ton of third-party AAA titles that are going to be useless years from now. And, and I think what you're going to see is is those companies are going to come and go. Obviously, some of the bigger ones are going to still be around. But mm-hmm. when you go to Nintendo and, and say, listen, my Cyberpunk won't load, <laughs> and um, they're going to say, please contact the developer. Yeah. Right. And the developer gonna say, sorry, we discontinued support. Now, yeah. if it was a, if, hey, my Super Mario Party won't load, they're going to say, well, all right, well, what seems to be the problem? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the channel's just going to say, you know, hey, sorry, guys, it's it's not I can't help you. You know, I think and, and same thing with Xbox published games and PlayStation published games, etc. You know, I think they're going to they're going to help be responsible for it. But anything else, yeah. I think you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, you know, play the indies. number six cyberpunk look we've talked about this a lot over the last couple weeks uh got delisted from the ps4 store um xbox did not delist it but they're providing refunds i feel like they should have delisted it the whole reason why sony delisted it is because they didn't want a bunch of people buying it and then having to use customer service to get a return on it um, but these are for the, the older, the older original consoles, the PS4 and the Xbox one. Um, obviously there's been a lot of bugs. Um, I don't know how many of these videos you've watched through. They are hilarious. Uh, I saw one today where this girl was driving her motorcycle. She goes around a turn. She's driving down the street. All of a sudden the camera is just like, boom. And then the screen goes black and you see a little loading indicator in the corner. And then the next thing you know, she is flying straight up in the air as you see the whole world expanding below her. And she's going straight up like a rocket. Really? Um, There has been, yeah, cars driving into the road, um, cars disappearing. Just a lot of fun to watch. Let's try to enjoy it. Um, I'm going to come. I'm going to get back to Cyberpunk. I had started it on the last episode. I stopped 
Um, just I just wasn't really interested in it. But um, when I get my Series X in a in a few weeks, I think I'm gonna give it a shot uh, again. But I, I'm just gonna wait until I get the, just the buy an Xbox. Uh, yeah, six months ago or so. Yeah, but I got the Series X coming. So if I'm gonna play this game, what are you gonna do with the other one? I don't know yet. I don't know. You know what's funny is when I bought it, I was thinking when when Cyberpunk comes out, maybe I'll sell it. Maybe I won't like the Xbox at all, and maybe I'll just sell it. And then Cyberpunk got delayed, 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 delayed. And then it comes out, and what is the word? Oh, it doesn't perform well on the old consoles. It's like, fucking great. Um, <laughs> so it, it did not skyrocket in value right now. But I will say, it performed well on the Xbox One X, which is the second edition of the Xbox One. So, um, But I'm going to wait and give it a try. There are rumors of a class action lawsuit. People, I understand you're upset. I understand you're upset. I get it. You're looking forward to this game. It, you know, the trailers were certainly, most people could see their unrealistic expectations of it. Um, this isn't the Oasis here. It's just a video game. But at worst, at worst, you, you paid $60 for a game that you now have to wait a few months for patches to come out. At worst, they're going to patch these systems out. OK, I get it. You're frustrated. If they would have delayed it, you would have just waited. Right. That's what you're saying. They should have oh, done. You would have been more upset. You, you would have been no more upset that it got delayed than you are now. Exactly. <laughs> but there is no need to drag lawyers and litigation into a class action lawsuit when Cyberpunk is already the, the CD Projekt Red is already saying they're going to fix it. Listen, okay? the internet is an evil, dark place that it has is. ruined many things in life. This is a perfect example of one of them. Yes. And the only people that will win will be the lawyers. That's it. They're going to reap the yep. rewards. You will not. You will get a little tiny bit of money for your for your mental damage. Like, well, just know. let it go. Just play a different game for a while and let it go. How many hundreds of hours now, are you going to is it is it physically unbeatable? Um, there no, were a just... bunch of quests that you could not finish, or people were like coming up with these weird ways to finish it. Like you know, do this, then pause the game, and then unpause it, and then run backwards. Like you know, um, <laughs> they did fix. They've already patched a lot of the quest bugs. Okay. Um, there's still a lot of bad behavior. Most of it is on older consoles where the um, the memory is not quite there things are loading in and out i saw a guy going to walk to the car to get in a car and then the car just disappeared <laughs> it's like but um there's some pretty hilarious videos and this is not the first game to have a bunch of crazy bugs but mm -hmm. yeah it was particularly bad and they just did i i don't think i've seen a, a game company do a shittier job managing a game than this they did not have to release this on every freaking console at once they just they just they just went too far with it. They tried to do launch on all of these platforms and forget it. So, um, but they'll fix it. They're a good company. They'll fix it. Just wait. Don't, don't get the lawyers involved. Just move on. Number five. Drew, I had a question. Um, your kids are starting to get older and you mentioned earlier in the show too, you were thinking about getting your daughter a, a DS mm -hmm. um, or 3DS, I guess. What a, what is the situation with your kids? What do you let your kids play in terms of games? Um, where do you draw the line on uh, like some particular game? Like obviously you're not going to let them play Cyberpunk, but yeah, 
you know, what games do you kind of hold back from them or what do you encourage them to play like as in terms of education? Um, and and how do you keep it under control? This is the thing I have the problems with. How do you keep it in under control so that they're playing, but it is leisurely. They're not investing tons and tons of hours into it and it's not distracting them from schoolwork and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's interesting segment. My kids being young, uh, my kids really don't play any console video games by themselves, period. Mm. Um, and that's not really because I don't want them to. I think that's just because of the way things are and then the, their age. Um, anytime we play Nintendo or, or, or Switch, rather, it's we're playing together, right? We're playing. It's a family. It's family time. We're playing. We're playing Mario Kart. We're playing Mario Party. We're, we're playing Clubhouse Games just dance so it's more of we're playing them together um you know i don't i don't know maybe maybe it's a bad parent a good parent it's just you know i don't want that that it's suckered into playing just sitting there playing what they do do though is it's like almost all kids is they have a little bit of ipad time where they play stupid games some of some stupid games but they actually play a lot of educational games as well uh abc mouse we have the stupid Oh, I remember that, that one. Yeah, another subscription shit that we have to pay. Um, but yeah, we, they they they'll play that. But again, it might be like today, for example, a whole Sunday we're at home. I don't think they went on the iPad once. And now they ask, and you know, we'll we'll try to distract them with let's do this. To be honest, um, the iPad is used a lot in our household. Where let's say I'm at work and the wife's home with the kids, and like she's gonna go shower or some within where. Guys, you can play the iPad until I come out of the shower. You know, like something that's just kind of like because they're, you know, you don't want them to do something stupid. You know, if if you're not there at that age, so yeah. um, they'll definitely sit on the couch and be good kids and play the iPad. But the, you know, so that's that's how we monitor it a little bit. Um, I think they're getting a little bit older. Like I said, my daughter's getting to that point where I want to start maybe give her one of my old DSs or if. I already told the wife if if a new switch ever comes out soon, you know the old switch goes to them, you know that that okay. and then I'll I'll let, I'll customize it a little bit. Five hundred dollars so switch, bro. Exactly. Oh, what about you? I know your kids are a little bit different situation. Yeah, my kids are thirteen, eleven, nine. Um, it really became a situation too where like a lot of their friends in school are playing games that um. You know, playing more games, watching movies that we maybe weren't comfortable with them watching. Um, we've had to sort of um, let go of the chains a little bit for them, um, especially with my son who is playing Fortnite now. Um, he turned 13 and we had not let him play Fortnite or anything. And I mean, I had kind of told my wife, I, I said it's a shooter, but it is not like super violent or anything like that. Yeah, I don't even know. I wouldn't even call it. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it violent, but. You know, you know, she when she hears like gunshots and rifle, you know, like that's enough for her. Um, but we yeah. let we let him start playing Fortnite when he turned 13 and 600 hours later, oh, um, yeah. he's really good at it. I was uh, saying the story that I had asked him if he had I was like, oh, he hasn't won yet. And he's like, oh, he's won dozens and dozens of times on his own. It's like, yeah. oh, really? OK. Um, and so but we have put like a two hour limit on their switches with the parental controls. Now, how does that and work? What if you're in the middle of a Fortnite game? It will. So it will. It won't just immediately stop you. It'll tell you you're over. And I think after like 15 minutes or a half hour, it will definitely stop you. But, but it also reports the time to me. 
So I know if they're consistently like abusing that, I will know. And I used to, I think at one point it was like two and a half hours or it was two hours. And then I extended it a little bit um, because we've been in pandemic times. And honestly, they had nothing to do in the summer when they can't see their friends. You know, what what am I supposed to do? Say you can only play for two hours a day and then you got to figure out what to do for the other 12 hours of the day. Yeah. Um, So I let them play a little bit longer. Um, now, how is seven, he with yeah. like the V bots and all that other stuff? Is he constantly uh, asking for money or? No, he's not because from time to time I'll actually give him V bucks without him even asking. Oh, that's I'll cool. just say, okay, here's a gift card. Um, you know, get yourself something or whatever. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. If I give him like, yeah, he he likes to use that. So my son, who's 13, he's really good at games. I mean, he's really good at Fortnite. He's good at whatever game he plays. Um, but he enjoys Spider Man as well. He's not just totally into Fortnite. Um, but yeah, we try to limit them. My daughter doesn't play that much yet. It's not a big issue. Um, and they play on their iPad a lot as well. It's just right now it's just a little different because there's nothing else they can do. They can't play with their friends, but yeah, like when my son gets his PS4, um, you know, he's going to be parental controls and I don't know if he's going to play his switch Lite anymore. I, I honestly don't think he will. Um, but I'm, so I'm going to lower that down just to be sure. Um, but I'll put parental controls in the PS4 as well. I don't want him playing all day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tricky. I am not, my wife is definitely more sensitive about violence. Like she doesn't even like cartoon violence or whatever. She's, she's definitely more sensitive to it. I am okay with pretty much everything. I don't like shooting and I don't like, you know, whatever, but I don't care about the blood. Like Mortal Kombat to me is perfectly fine. It's a fighting Mm -hmm. game and there's blood. But I don't see it as super violent. I think it's more like cartoony ridiculous. But the newer Mortal Kombat games, no. I wouldn't let them play <laughs> 7, 8, 9, or 10 or whatever. But Mortal Kombat 1, 2, or 3, I don't, I don't see those as a big deal anymore. Maybe back in our day, they were a big deal. But yep. Elvis Presley was a big deal with his hips, you know, back in the day. Like, oh, time changed. So, um, uh... you know, so we, we, do, we do manage it, but, like... You know, I, I, I can't remember. I think I told you this story, but I was playing cyberpunk and um, I had my door closed in my office and my son, my 13 year old, he knocks on the door. And if it was my other kids, I'd be like, I go like this. I go, no. Right. And so Cedric comes to the door. And at this point, I'll let him see anything. He's been playing all these games. Yeah. So I'm like, come on in, come on in. And I'm playing cyberpunk. And I swear to God, he was in the room for like two minutes Every line of dialogue was like, fuck you, bitch, bitch, fuck, bitch. And I'm just like sitting there going, I've already had to go through this pain. Drew, you'll go through this, too, when you're watching something with your kids and there's cursing and you're like, this is awkward. And I I, I'm dreading watching like a sex scene with in a movie with my son. But like not only all the cursing, but there and this is early on in cyberpunk where you pick up this woman who's completely naked and you're carrying her and your hands like on the boob and you're carrying her. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I did not. I would rather so take, did he I will say take, anything or did you just both like, kind of ignore he the situation? Say anything, but he's watching the screen like, whoa. And I'm just like, he's like dad, I want to play this game. <laughs> I know. I, at that point, I didn't care about the cursing. I didn't care about violence or anything. I don't even care about the nudity. That's not a big sensitivity to me. I don't care about the nudity. But it was just this was like the first time I was watching something on the screen and my son at the same time. Well, until your wife finds out. Oh, oh, I didn't even tell her that story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Number four. 
All right, John. Christmas is obviously right around the corner. Christmas, video games, Nintendo, it's a beautiful thing. My question for you is, is there anything out there that you always ask, like a reoccurring Nintendo gift or related item that maybe you just never get? But it's always like, I want that, but I don't want it enough to go out and buy it myself. (laughs) Uh, No, I thought about this question a lot. Um, if there was, there's the one thing that I have wanted for a couple years now, um, is that Japanese Mega Metal 1, Bayonetta 2, nonstop Climax edition. Um, I want it so bad, but it is not something I have ever told my wife. I need to have this, honey. It's on my list. It's, mm. it's more of a cost thing that prevents me from getting it. It's like, how much is it? $400. That's, yeah. That's, um, that's... I keep waiting for that price to go down. It just never goes down. The thing you don't have never goes down in price. The thing you do that's have true. goes down in price. That is um, true. Definitely nothing. And as a kid, I was trying to think about it as a kid. I honestly didn't ask for specific video games as a kid. I wasn't as tuned in as to what was out there. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't I remember getting an NES and I don't remember asking for one. Um, the only thing that I remember asking for as a kid was a Turbo Graphics. I really wanted a Turbo Graphics um, and I got it for my birthday. Um, but I don't think I had any unreal expectations either. Um, yeah. How about you? Uh, I think stuff I've talked to or mentioned before, um, two things that jump out at me was I think you have this one. The amazing chain chop desk lamp. Oh yeah, that's something it's I just right always there. thought. Like that's clever. I mean, I don't even know where I would put it. Mm. Now that I have like a work from home office, that's not my closet. Uh, I probably would use it there. It's a pretty uh, decent lamp too. It's not like a crappy lamp. I mean, it's I, it's a decent one. lamp. Yeah. The other one that I think Brian has from Discord, the giant boo bean bag. Again, I don't know what I would do with it. It's just oh. I've always looked at it as like that's pretty cool. Now, have you asked for it and not gotten it? I don't think I've ever asked for those two things. I've mm-hmm. shown my wife those two things mm-hmm. and was like, oh, these are cool, aren't they? She's like, no, you don't need that. But I'm like, <laughs> but they're, I wouldn't be showing them to you if I didn't want them. Um, and then I always you I, don't need that jewelry. I got you. Yeah, exactly. And I always <laughs> keep on like Amazon, like watch list. Mm-hmm. Like, as you know, I have about a thousand Nintendo plushies, almost every Nintendo character, but I don't have them all. There's ones I don't have. Can so confirm. ones I don't have, I always just keep in my watch list on Amazon. And like, I always tell her and the kids like, oh, yeah, maybe I could get like a, you know, Nintendo plushie for my birthday or for Christmas. But I never, I end up just buying one for myself like once a year randomly. Yeah. What, what, yeah, about, what about this Christmas, though? Like, um. Do you have any and did you have anything on your Christmas list? I always I always bust a little bit on Tim because uh, Tim oh, always likes to say yeah. he has such and such on his Christmas list. And this past <laughs> episode, I swear there was like three games on his Christmas list. No, the only thing I, I asked for was uh, like my mother in law always buys me like fifty dollars spending limit. So I usually always asked her for a video game right around this time. So I did ask her for Phoenix Rising and I'm pretty confident she got it for me. But um Oh nice. That's just something I was always like, oh you know, I could get like a free game out of it that I want to play. So I did ask for that this year. Besides that, no, nothing really. We don't my wife and I don't really exchange gifts that much anymore. Oh really? Yeah, we just kind of focus on the kids. We buy, you know, some small things, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Mm. Um I have um, something interesting. My favorite arcade machine of all time is called Pigskin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Pigskin 621 AD. 
Nope. And uh, it's like a it's like a kill the man with the ball type football game. Um, it's not okay. football. It's just you have there's end zones, but it's uh, there's just all of these like pits and obstacles in between, and you just got to get the ball to your opponent's end zone. I love it. I love it. What's and my brother-in-law, I'm looking it up. Pigskin six twenty one A D. Um, my brother-in-law has a Mame machine in his basement. And he has pigskin on there. And we we are at that point in our relationship where every time we go to their house, we have to play pigskin. I just force him to play pigskin with me. And I think he's starting to get into it. Was um, this ever on a, a console? Or who is this nope. made by? It looks really familiar. I don't even know. But I the loved it. style looks familiar. And this was a game, too, when if you started to fall behind by too much, they would send in the troll to your team. And he was kind of this OP character. That's just and, so uh, yeah, sometimes it, it was like the strategy was to like, you know, give up a touchdown, give up some touchdowns early and get the troll. Anywho, long story short, um, I asked for like a shadow box of this. There is a shadow box. It's made by um, I forget the name. Uh, Artovision 3D. And if you've never gone to Artovision 3D.com, um, they nope. sell these like 3D shadow boxes and they, they all different kinds of like things that are kind of like 3D oriented. Um, I have a King's Quest on my wall in my office, but um, I want the pigskin. So I have that on my list. Um, it's kind of pricey, but it's not too bad. Um, so I'm hoping to get that. And then um, and then I asked for a 400 gigabyte <laughs> SD card. <laughs> um, they made a new 400 gigabyte Nintendo branded uh, SD card. It's blue with a Bowser shell on it. Um, cool. so a Koopa shell. So I'm like super excited. I like, I, I kind of want that. Um, yeah, I don't ask for much. I, usually if there's a game or something, I'll just get the game for myself, but yeah, yeah that's no. the big one. And then I did buy myself a series X for Christmas, but it's not going to show up until like early January. So number three. All right. It is time. We are at number three. Drew, these next three slots will be our games of the year counting down. I am so excited for this. There have been a lot of games played this year. Drew, I have played a ton of games thanks to lockdown. Many as you. You haven't played, but you, man, you've you've gone deep. You go deep. I go broad and hard. That's what Um, she said. I've played from three different consoles this year. I am. I don't have to mention this. I am super happy that I'm shedding my PlayStation away, though. I. It's too much when you have three consoles. Well, you Two don't consoles cheat. Is too much. Don't cheat. Yeah. yeah I mean. Well, I'm going to be cheating only with my Xbox. But anywho, mm. number three. So we're going to be counting down three, mm-hmm. two, one. Um. So what was your third favorite game of the year, and why? Tell me, Drew third favorite game believe it or not you're gonna maybe be a little shot i'm gonna go with hades uh i thought hard about this and it wasn't going to be on my list but um you know i had my differences with it right i i still think there's improvements that could be made with the game but i look back at how often i how many hours i put into it the enjoyment for it um and I just, uh, I, I thought it was obviously well done. And obviously, the world did because, you know, it won best action game, etc. And um, it was good. I really get it. Uh, I enjoy it. So, Hades. Good choice. Good choice. 
Uh, my number three game of the year is going to be The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I actually did play The Last of Us this year for the first time, but obviously it didn't come out in 2020. But Last of Us Part Two did come out. Um, I talked a lot about this before, but I'll say it again. It is the best story I have ever seen in a game. Um, if not the best story, the best way to present a story. Um, and I certainly cannot tell you how they present it, but the way it is presented through the game is incredible and something only a video game can really do. Um, so just... for that reason, I mean, obviously the, the, the graphics, the sound, they do such a good job. Um, and I mean, everything, the last of us is a series that will ruin games for you because you will see other games come out and you'll you're like, this doesn't even control, which looks amazing. Um, can't touch the last of us, uh, let alone last of us part two. Um, so they just they've done such a good job. They're so far ahead of the industry with these games. Um, incredible. Um, certainly worthy of being a game of the year, according to the Game Awards. But it's my number three. So you picked a non Nintendo game. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it with you. Going to do it. All right. Number two. All right. Our number two game of the year. Um, John, you want to lead this one off first? Or you want me to? Yeah. I'm going to go with Hades here. Wow, Hades, right. Hades takes position number two. Um, this was an incredible game by a little indie developer. Um, I went to town playing all of their games. So I played Bastion, Transistor. And, mm. and after playing those, as much as I did love Transistor, um, Hades is so far and away um, their biggest achievement. So incredible. And I put in so many hours trying to do completion stuff. I'm not even close to completing this game. And I will come back. Um, I'm kind of hoping that DLC comes out for this in 2021 to help, you know, give me some new things to do while I try to do some of the completion goals. Because some of these completion goals are like get all of the power ups for a particular weapon. And I'm kind of like, I don't feel like running through with that weapon. But, you know, give me some DLC and I have a new reason to do it. Um, Absolutely incredible game. And it's it's a roguelike and you got to play through it so many times. It just never got boring. It never got boring. You were always hoping to find some new item that you can unlock or, oh, man, so much fun. Um, number two game of the year. How about yeah, you? And Speaking of DLC, which, uh, you know, I wouldn't let, let's all hope that Age of Calamity does not have any DLC because I do not need to go back to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number two game of the year, which I think I might shock you again a little bit. And um, this was a game I almost didn't expect to play or enjoy, but I did. And I'm talking about Animal Crossing. Um, Animal Crossing, by far, was not what I expected. Uh, I I never really played one before. You know how much I spent on developing my town, and I was on there doing your, you know, the the Discord's meetups, and um, I was all in. I was all in on this game. I think I put well over 100 hours in. I found myself every day waking up the door to the shop to find out. And um, Animal Crossing was just so polished. It was. Um, I didn't make it long. I didn't make it to the free DLC stuff. But um, I, I went hard and heavy in the beginning, just like I do in bed. <laughs> uh. And number one. <laughs> all right. Drew, number one. Game of the year. I'm going to pre I'm going to just before I give you my number one game of the year. I have not mentioned Animal Crossing. 
Let me just tell you that I think the true game of the year is Animal Crossing because 2020 will always be remembered Mm -hmm. for how Animal Crossing took us away from Hellworld. So Mm. it, it will always be kind of the true game of the year. But I treated this list as my favorite games of the year. And no game was more amazing than Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And I played it on the Xbox, but it is on Switch now. So I I am not a cheater. Yeah, that is a great one. Uh, It's not long. I think they're all like 20 hours or under. I think it's like 15 to 20 um, it's definitely a game you should play the first one though first, so I wouldn't go right to the second one. Um, but man, oh man, I loved the first game. I had been hearing for years, well not years, but a long time about how great that game was for Xbox. And I was like, it was always on that list of Ori and Cuphead as the two games that I wanted to play on Xbox. That's it. There was no other games, just those two. And then we actually got them both on Switch, which was great. Um, and I played Ori, um, the first Ori, on my Switch. That came out on the Switch, and I played on Switch. And I remember I, I started playing that game, and I was like, this isn't really that big a deal. Like, Xbox people just don't have games like this? By the end of it, as I'm sitting there in tears, I was like, that was one of the great game experiences of my life. Wow. And then when Ori 2 came out this year, one of the big reasons why I got the Xbox was that I could play it on Game Pass because you couldn't play it on the Switch, and they had yeah. said it wasn't coming to Switch. It is now on Switch, but I can say it is the greatest Metroidvania I've ever played in my life. Also reduced me to tears. Um, the two of these games are absolutely incredible, and Ori 2 uh, being a 2020 game, um, far and away my favorite game of the year. How about you, Drew? I am dying to know your number one. You don't know this yet? I'm surprised you don't I know. I don't know. We've in case, we have a note sheet in front of us, and we didn't give away our answers, but we used underscores mm. to remind us of what we put. And, and I cannot figure out what I'm Drew's sh- is. I'm I'm I'm, I'm shocked. It's a lot of words. There's like it's a six lot of words. words. What well, is I, what was Drew's favorite game? I honestly six thought words. this was the same game as your number three. Hmm. Because the way you wrote it. Mm, but mm. um this game i about 98 percent completed it <laughs> um it was a monthly mayhem game it was a bonus special game i'm talking about oh. paper mario in the origami king wow forgot about I, that one. another probably top three-ish top five-ish franchises for me mm-hmm. and I thought they nailed it. It was witty. It was fun. It was colorful. This was another game I talked about graphically that Nintendo just hit out of the part the way they meant to do it. Um, It was definitely still unique in a way where it had the classic Paper Mario feel, but it added tons of new elements. Um, The the level design was was awesome. It was nothing like any other Mario game that you played. It was all brand new, fresh ideas. absolutely perfect this this will go down as a, a one of my favorite games on the switch i think and um we had a blast everything about it yeah we had, we a, had blast. a blast it was a lot that of was a lot of fun and 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 doing the 100 percent completion definitely worth it even if it's a little bit of a grind at times yeah it is fun to find all the little hidden items yeah. it really stretches you know every area of the world I think the only see. achievement i didn't do was go back and play the the game the game show 
Remember, you had to redo oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep, that's the only thing I didn't redo. Ooh, that was brutal. But Wow. Well, great. That's Look it. at that. Game of the year for me, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And for Drew, Paper Mario and the Origami King. Both mm. available on the Switch. Go get them if you haven't played them before. Absolutely. Oh, uh, man. What an episode, Drew. What fun. Great fun. So, John, what do we got going on over the next couple of weeks here? Uh, you know what? With Christmas, you'd think there's not much to do, but there's a lot to do. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is coming out December 23rd. We talked about that one. We're both really excited for that. Great little yep. Christmas game. Um, all the Bit Trip games are coming out for the Switch on uh, December 25th. I don't know if you've played uh, a Bit Trip before. Um, Why do I, I played I the Runner games. games. I, yeah. yeah, I think I have played one. So I, I, I they, they ring a bell. I still have Runner Three that I want to play. Um, but yeah, the Bit Trip games are all coming out December twenty fifth. Um, also coming out on December twenty fifth. Don't forget Wonder Woman eighty four coming out on HBO Max. So uh, I'm really excited. I literally subscribed to HBO Max because I was so excited. I love the first movie so much, and I'm excited for this one. And it co-stars. None other than Kristen Wiig. I do not believe it. Uh, one of my favorite SNL stars of all time. And she is going to play a serious role in a Wonder Woman movie. I would never guess it in a million years. Um, and then, oh, I missed it. Toy Day in Animal Crossing is December 24th. So that's a one-day event. Make sure you're in on that one. Otherwise, that's that. it. I, 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 that's one pet peeve I've always had with Animal Crossing. They made, they, they do two months of celebration and then you have to be on one day. <laughs> and typically the one day is a holiday where you're usually busy, you know? I, yes. That, that is a flaw. Why not make it three days or a weekend or something? I, I agree, but it's all day. And I'm really happy they didn't make it Christmas Day because Christmas Day is a lot going on. Uh, Christmas Eve, I mean, often people are doing nothing during the day, Christmas Eve. Um, it does give you more time, so I'm I'm really glad it doesn't cut into Christmas Day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be I'll be in on that one. I I told you my island is half Halloween and now it is yes. half Christmas. Yep. My Christmas stuff is having a hard time getting across. I'm I'm not finding the recipes. I think the Dad Crossing guys talked about this too. Um, oh really? And there's not as many things to decorate your island with right now. They they're they're kind of focused on toys. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get that i need to get a whole bunch more toys to decorate with and then they have these little ice trees which are really cool um but yeah so um i'm really trying to build it out but my new island now is fully traversable i don't need a you know to uh fling myself over rivers or climb with ladders um perfect i've done two islands in animal crossing i don't believe god it. bless you yes and that's it all you right that's it for me um have everyone have a wonderful Christmas and holiday, whatever you're celebrating out there. And we'll be back um, in the new year for for episode one year anniversary, I think. Yeah, well, we're going to be right about there. Yeah. So everyone take care. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, everybody. The Dads After Dark show is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in the Dads After Dark Show channel for some naughty After Dark talk. Follow us on Twitter at NDadsAfterDark. Ask us a question, and we may answer it on the show. That's all for tonight. Good night, Dads. 
sweet dreams.